Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Call into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout. And be heard. What, what, what's new? Do everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. I am El Jefe. J-Dubs is on assignment. He will be here within the next 20 minutes, though, with the Dick Cheney audio fresh from Fox News. That is um, uh, Chunks, executive producer of the Hideout. Man's the AOL Instant Messenger, Real Radio Hideout. Tommy Bateman's our director on top of the top uh, talk and roll controls. Responsible for the Hideout page on RealRadio.fm. Yes, you can kill my cat. That is Matt Albert, third writer, uh, a third writer. <laughs> That's technically true too, behind Chunks and um, and uh, Bateman. But uh, Matt Albert's uh, right now second Mike and writer, 500 pounds, six foot five, 21 year old black virgin. Graying hair and patchy baldness. And that's Gibbs, the unpaid producer. He's the one who screens your phone calls, and the phone numbers are 407 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. He's also the host for the Hideout Headlines game show. That happens here in just about 10 minutes. 10 minutes, you can go ahead. People are already lining up right now to play the Hideout Headlines game show. You heard the headlines in the Phillips file. You're turning them into prizes here in just about 10 minutes. A very jam-packed show this evening. We're probably going to break early so we can stay on time. Like I just told you, Dubs is at his place right now editing the Dick Cheney audio, the interview, the exclusive given to Fox News. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's going to bring that in. We will have that for you hopefully right after the Hot Out Headlines game show at 7.30. When I talked to Dubs, he said, Cheney's just about to talk about him drinking. So He uh, was drinking? Well, I don't know. Oh, God. So we're going to find out at 7.30 when Dubs comes in with that audio of the vice president who shot a man in the face. <laughs> um, that sounds so bad. I know. That's why I just love saying it. That's why The Daily Show has been doing all week, just repeating that phrase over and over and over. And also the phrase, too. Uh, when did the president learn the vice president was the shooter? <laughs> and again, that whole thing of, all right, who would have ever thought that in the year 2006 you would have uh, heard that? Also coming up tonight, for those of you who have iPods, apparently, apparently um, the record company's new thing is even if you buy the CD, they don't want you to be able to transfer over. Ugh. The music from the purchase CD to your iPod. How so, greedy can you get? Well, here's the thing: they no longer have any like traction. Basically, you know, it's a ice hill 
and they're trying to go up in their SUV, and they have, you know, three-year-old tires. They have no legs to stand on anymore. There's so many ways to get out music, and they're doing everything possible to keep that stranglehold and try to make any sort of money. So, anyway, whatever the case, we will uh, get into that a little bit more. Also, um, I, I keep forgetting. We have about three or four news stories, TV news stories, that we want to play for you. It is television sweeps right now, which is television ratings period. And that is when you get all of the fantastic news stories about how the plates that you're eating on uh, could kill you. The air you're breathing right now the, could kill you. Yeah, the crazy um, stuff about you know choking games that are happening with children that are a new phenomenon. <laughs> and the best one, which we'll probably you know play for you tonight as well, is the... Uh, there there have been probably about 15 about MySpace from just about every news organization, and the one today is just classic. It's a MySpace.com fighting club. Your computer is killing you right now. And your children. More at 11. Uh, also tonight, the Hideout Door Prize blowout, Moment in Time Music. Tommy Bateman, what is the premise behind that that we'll do in the uh, third hour of the hideout? Well, everyone has songs that when they hear it, they go, oh, that reminds me of this time, or that reminds me of the time I did this. So I just did that with uh, all five of us here. And there'll be multiple choice, you know, was this the time Dubs did this, or was it Hefe, or was it me? And you get to guess, and the songs are all pretty gay, it seems. It's, it's almost as if it's the Guilty Pleasure song game show again. I, I, I don't think that mine particularly are, but fine. Okay, you know what? One or two of them. And I, I have to take issue with one of your songs. I won't say which one, obviously, but I think it's probably the worst song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't. I listen to it over, and I'm like, I don't get this song. Is oh. it by Nicky French? No, I know, <laughs> I know which one it is, and that one was a jam. That was a hit. Um, so we'll do that. Also, hey, hide out your uh, unscreened open phones. We got away from that for about two or three weeks. I want to make sure we bring it back because we're focusing on trying to stay focused. And in the last hour of the hideout, Jimmy Jamma has another response. And what's on the web? Tommy Bateman uh, and Matt Albert scour the Internet, and then they uh, bring it to you every Wednesday at 10 o'clock with what's on the web. All right, so Hideout Road Radio 104.1. People are already lining up for the Hideout Headlines game show. Real fast, want to remind you. Coming up this Friday, we will be broadcasting live for the first time ever in Melbourne. Real Radio coming to Melbourne and the Metro Entertainment on 192. It is Stunt Bowl 2 featuring Tuttle. 17 stunts in one night. They have to get accomplished within a three-hour period. Otherwise, Tuttle gets a hideout tattoo. In addition to that, my friends, we are also looking for ring girls. Now, here's the way it's going to go down. We haven't found any here yet. We have an iPod shuffle that we are going to give to a chick who is willing to be in a bikini and hold up signs that say 1 through 17 this Friday at the Metro in Melbourne. If you are interested, show up to the Metro by 6.30 this Friday. All right? It's an easy way, if you're a hot chick, to get an iPod shuffle that you've always wanted, especially if you're in the town of Melbourne. So that is going on. All of the other information is on uh, the Hideout page on RealRadio.fm. Chunks uh, tonight to give out in the Hideout Headlines game show. we got a lot of good stuff, including uh, we have um, tickets to see the Wu-Tang Clan this Sunday at the Hard Rock Live. More info, hardrock.com. In addition to that, we have, not available to the public, my friends, 
a pair of ring-signed tickets to the Real Radio Monster section at the World uh, Wrestling Legends this, uh, actually Sunday, March 5th at the Hard Rock Live. Of course, it features over 30 of the greatest wrestlers of all time, including our very own Russ Rollins. HBO is going to be there to catch all the action. So you got to bring your signs and your costumes if you get these tickets. More info is at 407-351-LIVE. We have some of those tickets to give away tonight and next in the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Tell you what, light them up right now, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Let's break early, play the Hideout Headlines Game Show, and that will give us more time with that Dick Cheney audio. I believe here in the Hideout will be the first to have it and bring it to you next. It's a Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. It is uh, Wednesday night. It means uh, 10 o'clock, what's on the web. Don't forget the live broadcast, the Metro of Melbourne, the Hideout coming to Melbourne, bringing Real Radio with us. And uh, Stunt Bowl 2, total 17 stunts in one night. Heretic Band Cover the Sun performs after the, uh, the show. Time for the Hideout Headlines Game Show, brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. Complete bedroom sets from $8.99. Armoires only over 50 in stock, starting at $2.99. Wholesale Furniture Market, over 40,000 square feet of quality home furniture at 50 to 70% off every day. Wholesale Furniture Market, State Road, 436 in Castleberry, next to Sam's Club, 407-332-1314. It's the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Game Show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local. National. World. Sports and entertainment. If you guess right, you win big. Big. Now here's your host. Good. Alright, here we go. Hideout Headlines Game Show. By the way, coming up in uh, about 15 minutes. Dubs isn't here yet because he's finishing up the audio of the uh, Cheney interview on Fox News. We'll bring it to you. Does dissect it, give you a chance to hear it first if you're on your way home, if you missed it, and uh, have fun with it. Here we go. 407-916-1041, Ladies always first in the hideout. We go to Christy in Auburndale. Christy, which category would you like? World, national, local, sports, or entertainment? Sports. All right, here's sports with Gibbs. All right, uh, sports is going to be fill in the blank. What team did the men's USA hockey team tie last night, three to three? What team did the men's what hockey you, team? Yes. What team did they tie last night, three oh, to three? Oh, did they tie last night? Yes. I guess I'll just take a guess. How about Germany? Uh, no. How about no? It was Latvia. Is this a big deal? I get. Yeah, they're supposed to beat them. Like they're favored. And Matt, you say no. Well, it's all those Russian bloc countries or Soviet bloc countries were good at hockey at some point. Yeah, Latvia, Belarus, all of those. I don't think this one was as they're not good. Pushovers. They're not like yeah, they're... but we're the Americans. We're supposed to win gold and everything. Yeah. yeah, like they acted really happy just to tie, and we were very sad. What were the evil Americans? We are. Yeah. This is news to me. I didn't realize. When did that happen? I know, but still. I thought we were loved around the world. People were throwing. Uh, only in the Middle East. Bouquets of flowers and everything to it. There he is, our very own J-Dubs. Hey. <laughs> hey, real fast. How was that Cheney interview? It is very good. Uh, the, the crown jewel in the whole thing is Britt Hume at the end talking about how Fox got the exclusive. 
I wonder. Because we're butt buddies, that's why. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll have that after the Hideout Headlines game show. We'll continue on with the game. Go to our buddy Link. Link and Altamont, which category would you like? World, national, local, or entertainment? Let's go for entertainment. All right, here's entertainment for Link. All right, uh, entertainment is multiple choice. In Touch Magazine recently reported that this celebrity was reported to have been acting wildly, wildly at a recent Kanye West concert. Was it A, Russell Crowe, B, Tom Cruise, C, Jamie Foxx, or D, Paris Hilton? Hmm. I would have to go with Paris Hilton. No! Oh, I'm sorry. It was B, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. So what did he do at the Kanye West show? He was just uh, jumping on jumping on pillars and getting in the VIP section and He's Tom Cruise. That's what he does. Apparently he jumps. Yeah, he was trying to talk to people about his uh, Scientology deal. Picking up a Van Halen gimmick. Uh, so what is he there? Like any of the monks or the Hare Krishna where he's just handing out flyers about Scientology? Yeah, pretty much. I didn't know. I mean, he's like those guys who would protest outside of a Marilyn Manson concert. I'm begging to save your soul. I don't get the whole Scientology gimmick anyway. Like, I I know when we were in New York, they were just standing on the corner trying to get people to come in, and it was a really hot chick uh, trying to get you to come in and watch it this thing. It always is. And it always you is. You want to, just so you can appease the hot chick, but you know that you're going to be bored for three hours, and you don't really... They have to let you out, though, right? Yeah. But then what? you leave early, then you have no chance with the chick. You probably have tactics to keep you in there. Wasn't she across from the preachers who were on the soapboxes uh, right there on uh, Broadway? Yeah. yeah. So it was like a whole battle of the religions, I guess. <laughs> they have a whole thing going on there, and I just don't get it. And that- uh, the the uh, people on the soapbox, weren't they screaming about... There were three black men, and they're just screaming about how uh, how bad white people are. And I'm just walking by True. with the hang in my head, saying, yep. "Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a terrible white devil." I yeah. think those are the black Jews that do that. Were they in like weird costumes? They were. Uh, I think they were in suits. Oh, those are probably. It was just like kind of a. You I think know. they're Baptist. That's what I. Thought. Hey, I'm Baptist. That's what I was oh. gonna go with. Baptist. That's a that's a pretty safe assumption. Let's go to Tim and Castleberry next up in the hideout. Which category, my friend? World, national, or local? Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with national. Hey, here's national with Gibbs. All right, national is true or false? Vice President Dick Cheney today did not accept full blame for shooting a fellow hunter and still defended his decision to not publicly disclose the accident until the following day. You're right. Hold on, you're a winner. So he did, Dubs, and we're about to hear the audio in a second. He uh, took full responsibility. Full responsibility. Uh, yeah, he took full responsibility for basically everything. Just saying, hey, I'm the one that had a gun in the hand and everything. Of course. Yeah. No kidding. He went out of his way to say, I don't blame the other guy he shot. Why would you even say that? It's a human being that you shot when you were aiming for quails. I don't know how you miss a human being. And that guy looks like he's a big dude, too. He doesn't look like some little guy. He he explains it in the interview, which we're going to listen to later, but I just don't buy that he... he it, because his, his story's a little flimsy there, and that he saw him beforehand, that he didn't see him beforehand and everything. Like, he kind of goes back and forth on Flip a little bit. Flip-flopping! Yeah, a little bit. Wow, I'm shocked. I didn't... Only the Democrats are supposed to flip-flop. Not Republicans, let alone the vice president. It's a Hideout Road Radio 104.1 and the Hideout Headlines Game Show. 
right, ladies first, uh, to the front of the line. Christy in Orange City, your next step. Christy, world or local? Mm, local. All right, let's see. Locals, true or false? A Florida man was arrested yesterday after police found two elaborate tunnels loaded with cocaine underneath his home. True or false? False. What'd you say? False. false. You're right. You're a winner, Christy. Actually, Hang tight. Marijuana. All right, so he had like a, what essentially were bat caves. Yeah, they weren't they weren't too big, but there was enough to have like the bong few, cave, few thousand dollars worth of plants. It looked like pretty cool caves too. Like it must have taken a while to dig them. Where was he? Hmm? Where was he? Where My, was it? Miami. Oh, Miami. I didn't know you could have like tunnels under your home here in Florida. I thought it was like real. Because I, I, I wouldn't imagine that it would be safe with the yeah. the amount of uh, water that goes into the ground here. And that, that too, and then also the sinkholes, which are notorious, which I want to see one at some point. Have you heard about these, Dubs? No. Uh, these are fantastic. I, I've seen um, photos of them, but I'd love to witness one. Apparently, at any given time, an entire portion of the earth here in Florida can just drop like 20 feet. What? Yeah, there was a whole, it took a whole uh, softball complex down, like, a, a long time ago. And like, there was one time where it was an entire, I think, I want to say parking lot at one of the theme parks, too. Yeah. Like, maybe even Disney. They're usually small, like, they're usually just, you know, no bigger than the size of the studio, but... That's pretty yeah. damn big! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, but, like, sometimes entire parking lots have caved in. It's fast. This doesn't even seem like a stable state to live in. Awesome. I don't feel comfortable even walking uh, across the ground. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I want to be in the middle of one of those. It can happen anywhere, too. Like in the middle of the highway. It's happening in the middle of a field. It's Why have I never heard of this uh, it's phenomenon? I found out about it right when we moved down yeah. here. I've been prepared. It'll happen sooner or later. As soon as it starts when raining. you let me in on this? Uh... I figured at some point it'd come up. <laughs> Hopefully after we were in the middle of one. Then you'd get the, you know... <laughs> Deal with it firsthand. All right, let's go to Randy and Bushnell. Randy, you're going to wrap up the Hideout Headlines game show with World. All righty. And good luck, as I have seen the question. All righty. It's fill in the blank. A military... What was that? Go ahead. Oh. A military court sentenced nine men, including this Iraqi al-Qaeda leader, to death today for a plot to carry out a chemical attack on the kingdom. Hmm. Name the Iraqi al-Qaeda leader. What'd you say? Oh, name, the, uh, name him? Yes. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, good God, no, thanks. <laughs> all right. So. No. Sorry about that. No, that's all right, brother. Abu uh, Masab al-Zahari. Yeah, we would have just taken the last name. Oh. Al-Zahari. Yeah, he didn't even want to mess with it, though. All right, does anybody else have any info on these uh, sinkholes? 407-916-1041, Good job, Gibbs. Thanks. Um... And coming up next, we'll also play that uh, audio of yeah. the Cheney thing. I can go through the list of uh, exactly what we have All right, if you want good. to. That'd be good, too. Uh, the first track is what happened, like kind of a chronological order of what went on how he uh, went during the trip. And uh, then it goes into after he shot him. And uh, th- then Dick Cheney talks about him being a seasoned hunter. <laughs> so he starts bragging? I guess. 15 years. 15 years strong being a hunter. How many men has he shot? He claims this is the first one. Uh, Hold on a second. Ralph says he's seen a sinkhole. Ralph, what's going on, dude? Hey, doing all right, man. How are you? All right. You saw one of these? Uh, yeah. If you say well, chunks of anus, I'm going to be uh, very upset. In, well, dating myself, in 1981, 
That was the year that the Winter Park sinkhole opened up. Uh, now, first of all, do you know how sinkholes happen in Florida? Nah, tell me. Okay, basically, um, the state of Florida doesn't have bedrock underneath. You don't have, like, granite or marble where you can actually build really tall buildings on. It's all pretty much limestone where it's porous, and uh, the, the aquifer that gets our, our state's water supply from underneath basically percolates through this limestone in order to get even hundreds of feet underground. And sometimes there are pockets of nothing but dry limestone, <coughs> kind of like the state's living on top of a, uh, a raft, basically. Right, so, you know, so, this, so that means it could go at any point? It can go at any point, unless you're a geologist, if you're, unless you're always taking uh, soil samples, um, you are My grandma really kind of rolling the dice when it comes to building <laughs> on top of Florida. All right, thank you, Ralph. I Sometimes wanna... it's green. Yeah. Oh, I had Moe's today. I appreciate green tomorrow. jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the black ones to the side. Racist grandmother. <laughs> the hell's wrong with her? I don't know. All right, apparently after the hurricanes, there are a lot of them. All right, this is awesome. When are we going to get to witness one of these sinkholes? Is there, like, a department of sinkholes where they, like, track them, like tsunamis now, or can hurricanes? It, can it kill you? No, you can't really do anything about it. Of course it. it can kill you. The ground gives way. It's like, um, whatchamacallit, the uh, Ghostbusters, where all of a sudden there's a sinkhole and then a big marshmallow man comes around the corner. That's not going to happen. It could happen here. No, we don't cross the streams. Have Gibbs fall. There'll be a sinkhole. <laughs> this is big hat. <laughs> Smack Daddy in Orlando. What's up, Smack Daddy? Hey, how you doing? Yo. It, it's been probably 10 or 15 years ago here in Orlando, and I think it was out in the Winter Park somewhere where a big sinkhole opened up and swallowed up a parking lot and a whole bunch of cars. And one of the cars that got swallowed up was a really nice brand-new Porsche. And uh, the guy that owned the Porsche, he decided he wanted his Porsche back. And it was really, really down in this big, big, huge hole. So he hired a big crane company to come over there and, and go down there with a cable and get his crane up. Well, everybody's wondering, why in the hell is this guy getting his Porsche out of there? Because there's other cars down there. The insurance company would have paid him. So whenever the crane brought it up and set it on the ground, the police were there, and the car, and the Porsche was full of kilos of cocaine. Ah, oh, no wonder. Well, that is one reason to go get it. Hey, wow. thank you, Smack Daddy. I would just climb down there, get all the cocaine in the middle of the night so you don't have cops there while you're pulling this damn thing up. Or even then, too, as long as nothing opened. Yeah, they're going to look through it. Maybe you're... No, I... I it, maybe once they got to, like, a wreck yard or something, they'd try to part it out. We should have named our show The Sinkhole. <laughs> I think... Many people in the industry have. Chase Stevens! <laughs> Please. Him and Hughes. Good luck with, with that disaster you there in D.C. Donkey. Their marriages? Oh. Why? Why damn. even do that? That was, oh. that was uncalled for. Those are drink holes. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple. I don't like you too much, guys. <laughs> Big O and Dukes are the future. Uh, um, where are they now? John in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, John? Man, you guys will witness a, sink a sinkhole problem this summer. I guarantee it. Oh, jeez, that's what I'm looking forward to, John. The, where, where the radio station is, 
The whole Wofford Park has sinkholes. RDV, everybody, everywhere. I work, not to say, but I live in the neighborhood. I work out at RDV, and I work here. I'm hoping for something this summer. I think Maitland's pretty, Maitland has a lot of sinkholes, I think. Is that what those retention ponds are? No, that's just, that's just to drain water. What's the deepest they can go? Uh, I think the one, that one in Winter Park that he was talking about got to be like, I want to say 100 feet. Damn. 100 feet? I think Whoa, it, hold on. Mark in Orlando. What do you got, Mark? Hey, they average about 100 feet across and maybe 100 feet deep. Holy Christ, that's fantastic. I can't they wait. Swallowed, swallowed a couple houses up in Volusia County. All right, that, uh, thank you, Mark. Where are we living? Florida, the baby. FLA. FLA. That is not great because if it happens on any of the roadways around here, your commute to work will now be much, much, much longer. Whatever. I can walk. It'll be I four got, and a half minutes. I got, a, two. I got a mountain bike that I stole from Chunks. I can use that. Plus, if you need to go anywhere else, it'll take forever. All right, we got to take a break and come back with this Cheney audio. It's a Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Tell me what happened. Well, basically, we... Um we were hunting quail late in the day. Uh, Describe the setting. It's uh, in the South Texas, uh, wide open uh, spaces, a lot of brush cover, fairly shallow. But uh, it's the wild quail. It's some of the best quail hunting any place in the country. I've gone there to the Armstrong Ranch for years. The Armstrongs have been friends for over 30 years. And a group of us had hunted all day on Saturday. How many? Uh, oh, probably 10 people. We weren't all together, but about 10 guests at the ranch. Uh, there were um, three of us who'd gotten out of the vehicle and walked up on a covey of quail that had been pointed by the dogs. Uh, Cubby's flushed, we've shot, and uh, each of us got a bird. Um, Harry couldn't find his. It had gone down in some deep cover, and so he went off to look for it. The other hunter and I then turned and walked about 100 yards in another direction. Away from him. Away from him, where a, uh, another covey had been spotted by an outrider. Uh, I was on the far right. It was just two of you then? Just two of us at that point. There's a guide or uh, uh, outrider between us. And, of course, there's this entourage behind us, all the cars and so forth, that uh, follow me around when I'm out there partly. But uh, bird flushed and went to my right, uh, off to the west. I turned and shot at the bird, and at that second saw Harry standing there. Didn't know he was there. You pulled the trigger and you saw him? Well, I saw him fall, basically. It happened so fast. He was dressed in orange. He was dressed properly, but he was also, there was a little bit of a gully there, so he was down a little ways below uh, uh, land level. Uh, all I could see, you know, the upper part of his body. When uh, I didn't see it at the time I shot until after I'd fired, and the sun was directly behind him. That affected the vision, too, I'm sure. But um, the, the image of him falling is something I'll never... Uh, never be able to get out of my mind. Uh, I fired, and there's Harry falling. And uh, it was, uh, I'd have to say, one of the worst days of my life at that moment. All right, that was Dick Cheney on Fox News just about an hour ago here in the hideout on World Radio 104.1. Chunks, if you can back that up about 35, 40 seconds, there is a little hole in the story right there. And in the man's heart, apparently, because <laughs> he had a heart attack because of the uh... the pepper. Whatever it is. <laughs> so, what do you figure he's flip-flopping, Dubs? Uh, well, when he says he shot, didn't see him until after he pulled the trigger, and he only saw him falling. And then he says the guy was in a gully, so he could only see the top half of his body. But a few seconds before, he said 
Oh, he, oh, so I cut following. the man some slack. I, he's I know, he's but... there. He's under the lights. He's being grilled yeah, on grilled. Fox News. You got to understand, he's gonna misspeak, J Dubs. He is the vice president. Don't question him. And at that second, saw Harry standing there. Didn't know he was there. You pulled the trigger, and you saw him. Well, I saw him fall, basically. It happened so fast. He was dressed in orange. He was dressed properly, but he was also there was a little bit of a gully there, so he was down a little ways below uh, uh, land level. Uh, all I could see, you know, the upper part of his body. When uh, I didn't see it at the time I shot, till after I'd fired, and the sun was directly behind him. That affected the vision too, I'm sure. But um, the the image of him falling is something I'll never uh, never be able to get out of my mind. And I wonder if that image is the same image that haunts him from his time fighting in Vietnam. Oh, wait, he got five deferments. Yeah, imagine the people who are over there fighting that war, and the images <laughs> won't go out of their mind. Uh, you, know, he, you accidentally pepper a man, <laughs> and that is affecting you emotionally. Imagine these people who have to mow down. It was the worst day of my life. How about all the kids you sent to war uh, falsely? How about that one? Why? Because you didn't get to eat that quail you shot earlier? Because I missed, and that's why. Because I had a Coors and had a Bud. Apparently beer is involved. We have that clip coming up. Mm -hmm. All right, what's next here, J-Dubs? The next uh, clip on this is uh, what happened after uh, Vice President Dick Cheney shot the man. How far away from you was he? Uh, I'm guessing about 30 yards, which was a good thing. If he'd been closer, obviously, uh, the damage from the shot would have been greater. Now, is it clear that he had caught part of the shot? Is that right? Cut part of the shot. He was struck in the right side of his face, his neck, and the upper torso on the right side of his body. And, you, uh, and I take it you missed the bird? I have no idea. <laughs> um, and that's the sad focused on the bird, but as soon as I fired and saw Harry there... I... I, hold on a second. I'm trying to pee. So the guy's 30 yards away. 30 yards. That's a pretty... That's a pretty you good distance. Be, you have to be not pointing up yet, really, to shoot a man That's at that distance. That's what I'm distance. saying. Like, if he was aiming up at all, you would think he would have missed him. I but mean, it seems does like, spray out. But I, I, Maybe I don't know enough about hunting, but 30 yards is pretty is, is a long way. And from what I heard, if he's 30 yards away, it shouldn't have pierced his skin at all. I mean, it, it is a shotgun, bird shot. I would, I would think, personally, that would pierce skin. Yeah. But what, from what people have told me throughout this whole week, that no, that shouldn't pierce the skin from 30 yards. And I feel sorry for Cheney. He's such a good man. Why would God punish such a good Christian? <laughs> I don't know. He's like Job. And if just... you listen to him, too, uh, he sounds like Matt Albert walking up <laughs> steps, just breathing heavily. <laughs> well, it's been a long week. <sighs> and then there's the uh, bird, dude. All right, let's go to Chris. Chris and Conway, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Chris? Hey guys, what's up, man? Hey brother. Hey, hey, real quick. Um, did you see this guy? I mean, well, first of all, you, you I, I wanted to even say the 30 yards out, guys, there would be a bigger spread, meaning the the uh, mm -hmm. the buckshot would be bigger in, in in width across the guy's body. Look how close it's such a short amount of space, maybe only a foot and a half of spread. This guy was way closer than 30 yards. That, yeah, that was one of the things, too. You're right, because the buckshot, I guess it's supposed to fly bird out. Shot. A bird shot, whatever yeah. it is. All right, that's bird a good Well, gee, I was going to say, did you see, it, was, it, wasn't, it only had about a foot and a half, maybe 
eight, well, maybe 24 inches at best of a spread. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're, you're talking about 10 yards, 5 yards for that, basically that far of a spread. That's what people were saying earlier this week on the looks of uh, the uh, injury he had and uh, the amount of damage that was taken to him. It, it, everybody was saying before this interview that it was probably about 10 yards out. Thank you, Chris. Exactly. Well, I, man, I, there's no way. And not only that, but in the, the interview, just real quick, the reason why I called, the guy says that he, uh, oh, well, by the way, uh, um, it could have been uh, because of the sunshine being, the yeah. sun was going down, and it could have been. How does this guy know? He doesn't know what what the sun's going to do to someone's uh, vision you know, different people have different things when they're hunting, man. This guy's guilty. They're hiding something. It's, it it's seems one it. One more reason to hate George Bush, and thank God I'm a Democrat. You guys have a good one. <laughs> thank all right? you, Chris. All right, people are calling up. They're noticing holes in the story too already. Do you want to finish out this uh, this one clip that we? Yeah, go ahead. And then, sh- and, and yeah. then we'll, all right, go to that. Go ahead. I have no idea. Um, you know, you focused on the bird. But as soon as I fired and saw Harry there, I'm you know everything else went on my mind. I don't know whether the bird went down or didn't. So did you, so did you run over to him or ran over to him? I can't run. I have a heart attack. Uh, and what did, you, what did you see? He's lying there. Well, he was laying there on his back, obviously uh, bleeding. Uh, you could see where the shot had struck him. And uh, the, I get the, one of the fortunate things was that I played in his blood. Uh, I've always got a medical team in effect covering me. Where I drank his blood so that I could live to the next day. I, I painted D.C. on his chest. <laughs> I was here. Wherever I go, I had a physician's assistant with me that day. and Within a minute or two, he was on the scene administering first aid. And Mr. Whittington was conscious, unconscious? What? He was conscious. Um, Pissed. Uh, what you say? He was, uh, well, I said, Harry, I had no idea you were there. And um, what he said? He didn't respond. Uh, he was, you know, he was breathing. Conscious at that point, but he didn't. He was, I'm sure, stunned, obviously. Still trying to figure out what had happened to him. You got shot. You shot me, dude. <laughs> Do you realize you just shot me, you ass? How dare you? By the way, this ranch apparently goes way back in this family. Mm-hmm. This family was the first family to get Carl Rove, like his big job in Texas. Oh, wow. This is how deep it runs. Let's go to Eric and use this real fast before we go to break. What's up, Eric? Hey, how you doing? All right, brother. Real fast, we're up on a break. What you got? Like I was, like I was telling Gibbs, I think I just walked in on it, um, but he said the bird flew west and the sun was rising in his eyes and the sun rises in the east. I thought. Well, no, no it, setting. It, it was, was setting. setting. Yeah, that was the thing. He said it was setting. Oh, I, okay. Yep. No, no problem. Thank you. Appreciate it. Eric. Right. See, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. All right, to Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Now, you're a seasoned hunter. I am, uh, well, for the last 12, 15 years. So you know all the procedures and how to maintain the proper line and distance between you and other hunters and all that. So how, in your judgment, did this happen? Who, what, was, what, what caused this? What was the responsibility here? Well, ultimately, uh, I'm the guy who pulled the trigger that fired the round that hit Harry. And uh, you can talk about all of the other conditions that uh, existed at the time but that's the bottom line and uh, there's no uh, it's not Harry's fault uh, you can't blame anybody else uh, I'm the guy who pulled the trigger and shot my friend and uh, to say that's something I'll never forget we need that drop why can't you just do that over the war and we'll all be happier ass it's a hideout Real radio 104.1 
That's Dick Cheney on uh, Fox News. I don't know what the hell's going on with this computer, Chunks. What happened now? It, it automatically shut down, and now nothing is going on. I can't see who's on the phones. or. We what. seem to have a mechanical flaw. <laughs> we do. There is a mechanical flaw in this yes, system. Yes, you can kill my cat. Well, you can't leave. We've got to play these clips. All right, 407-916-1041, I wanted to bitch about something today about this place, and I decided to bite my tongue just because, you know what, it's not right. But now I'm on the verge now. Where's our sign, dude? That's true. <laughs> I mean, come on. Going on. We do reads for those guys? Two months. Where are we on the web page? It's crap, man. What do you want? What could you add, intern? Uh, do you want me to tell you who's on the line? No, shut up. <laughs> All right. Why don't you sit there? <laughs> All right. What do we have next out of this Dick Cheney and Fox? Uh, the next track is him talking about why it took so long for him to uh, get the word out. And uh, you need to really wait and nail it down. And there was enough variation in the reports we were getting from the hospital, from the hospital and so forth. Uh, a couple of people who'd been guests at the ranch went up to the hospital that evening. One of them was a doctor. So um, he obviously had some professional capabilities in terms of being able to relay messages. But we really didn't know until Sunday morning that uh, Harry was probably going to be okay, that it looked like there hadn't been. What does it that matter? matter? It doesn't matter, you know? The and vice president of the United States shoots somebody in the face. That's the news within itself. <laughs> I mean, he was afraid on the accuracy of the actual uh, report, and he didn't want to uh, throw out information that could be bad, you know, bad information about how the guy's doing. So? I, I don't think that... You could say... We are still unsure. He's, he, he seems like he's stable. We're still unsure in how he's doing, but this is what happened. We'll get more information to you about the guy in the hospital as it goes on. But you come out and say right away that the vice president shot someone in the face. That happens all the time where the status of the victim is unknown. But the news isn't the fact. The news isn't about the uh, yeah, lobbyists or the Texas attorney. The news is you shot a guy in the face, Mr. Vice President. That's the news. Otherwise, it's no big deal. If two, even if it's two big wig um, guys uh, from Texas, mm-hmm. it, it's it doesn't matter. You know, it's not national news. But the fact that you were involved, that's where the news story is. Ranch went up to the hospital that evening. One of them was a doctor, so um, he obviously had some professional capabilities in terms of being able to relay messages. But we really didn't know until Sunday morning that uh, Harry was probably going to be okay, that it looked like there hadn't been any serious damage to any vital organ. And um, that's when it began the process of notifying the press. So was he waiting for him to die so that maybe they could cover up the story? What, what, what were they? What, what did it matter of I the guess, outcome? I guess it was how can we spin it? You know how can we spin it? If no, he dies, this is a no spin zone. It's is Fox News a no spin zone. If he dies, can we uh, blame we'll it on have, somebody else? We'll, we'll have to have a completely different story than if he lives. Because if he dies, he was shot by someone else, <laughs> or he wasn't shot at all. All right, 407-916-1041, Jeremy and Lakeland, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Jeremy? Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, buddy. Uh, a couple of things real quick. One, that, one thing that doesn't make sense is in the first clip, it talks about the one guy went off to find his bird, mm-hmm. and Cheney and the other guy walked off 100-
I guess the guy was coming back to the group when he shot him. Trying to figure out how to make up that seventy yards. So, uh, and another thing is, did he even get the bird? Uh, I, no, I think he said he didn't he know. Said, he said he didn't know. He said he was too uh, yeah. too uh, taken with Harry. Because that's another thing that would make sense of whether or not he was even shooting in the general vicinity of a bird or his face, you know. Right. And the, and the third thing is, if you get on the internet, you look at the top right corner of the home page. It says Shannon Burke, and it says Phillips file. Directly underneath that, it's real faded out, and it's real hard to see. That's where you guys are at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, it seems to be the whole issue with uh, the hideout in real radio. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> faded out and hard to see. <laughs> uh, not really part of the team, I guess. Oh, come on, we got a sign? Yeah, the giant Brian a heretic made for us. It's half hidden behind a tree. Mm -hmm. You have one link on the front page of WTKS. Very on the very low bottom part. Which isn't even the logo? Yeah, it's just the hideout. <laughs> oh, yay! Hey, it's a swirling type uh, graphic. Oh, worthless. And by the way... Uh, Garabo's um, little icon will pop up occasionally, too. If you go to the wrong one. No, it's the right one. Really? It's just on certain days of the month. <laughs> when TKS is PMSing, for some reason, <laughs> they pop the Garabo uh, old uh, logo up. Well, that makes sense. Uh, let's go to Pamela in Orlando. You're next up in the hideout. What do you got, Pamela? Hi. Well, I'm just wondering why everyone's not zeroing in on the fact that we're making such a big deal because it was the vice president. Yeah, of Any course. other person, you know, they shoot someone, you hear about it for a day or so, and then it fades away. Yes, and this is the vice president. Of course, it's on a grander scale. Now, here's the other thing about it, too. If it had come out immediately, okay, vice president, shoot somebody in the face. <laughs> I just love it. I love saying it. If it had come right out Saturday night, and it had been in every, and they were on all the Sunday morning talk shows talking about it, mm -hmm. the story, other than the fact that maybe the guy's heart attack, would have been dead by this Wednesday. The the outrage right now, and the reason the press is carrying it so hard right now, is because they were not notified, and that's not the proper way of handling it from the White House. That's the reason this is a story, and that's well, the reason. Well, I think that they've also got to be careful because of who we're dealing with. I mean, we're already a mockery as it is. No, I hear you, Pamela. You know, let's let's throw a little. Yeah, now we're shooting each other too. <laughs> Thank you, Pamela. Appreciate yeah, it. Imagine what the other countries are thinking right now. Oh, they're not they're, worried about us. They're worried about cartoons. Their vice president shot another man in the face. <laughs> what is going on in America right now? Iraq probably thinks we're awesome. Yeah, Ooh. I'm sure. All right, what's this next clip, Dubs? Uh, the next clip is more of uh, why he didn't go to the press immediately. I was tired. You must have recognized, though, with all your experience in Washington, that, that this was going to be a big story. Well, true. It was unprecedented. I, you know, I've dealt. I've been in, in the business for a long time, and never seen a situation quite like this. We've had experiences where, you know, the president's been shot. We've never had a situation where the vice president shot somebody. Not to Burr. <laughs> Different circumstances. Different circumstances. Well, did it occur to you that sooner was? I mean, the one thing that we all kind of learned over the last several decades is that something like this happens as a rule. Sooner is better. Well. If it's accurate, if it's accurate, and then this is a complicated story. No, it's not. How is it complicated? I'm failing to see how it's complicated. Trigger, shoot, face, down, hospital. It's over. This is not a complicated story. I, maybe I'm missing where the complication's happening. The way he's telling it is convoluted and confusing. 
But other than that... I blame some of that on Brit. <laughs> who, by the way, is just uh, scary to look at. How did you describe him, Matt, during the break? If Frankenstein was allowed to get older. Yeah. He just always looks sad. He's just His head is always tilted down like it's heavy. Like Gibbs. That's going yeah. to be Gibbs in uh, 70 years. <laughs> huh. This FSU hat. Gibbs Hume. Were some things you knew. I mean, you knew the man had been shot. You knew he was injured. You knew he was in the hospital. And you knew you'd shot him. Correct. Uh, and <laughs> you knew certainly by sometime that evening that, that the relevant members of his family had been called. I realize you didn't know the outcome. You could argue that you don't know the outcome today, really, finally. Well, we'd, as we saw, if, if we'd put out a report um, Saturday night on what we'd heard then, uh, one report came in and said superficial injuries. Uh, if we'd gone with a statement at that point, we'd have been wrong. Um, and it was also important, I thought, to get the story out as accurately as possible. You know, as accurately as possible. That's the uh, row of talking point, as accurately as possible. The accuracy doesn't matter when you just tell the facts of it, you know? Just tell the facts of it. We don't have to get really too accurate until we get into the meat of it a few days later. So Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It strikes me that, that you must have known that this was going to be a national story. Oh, sure. And it does raise the question of whether you couldn't have headed off this Beltway firestorm uh, if you had put out the word to the national media as well as to the local newspaper so that it could post it on its website. In retrospect, would not have been the wiser course. Well, who's going to do that? Are they going to take my word for what happened? Uh, there is obviously. Well, a obviously, you could have put the statement out in the name of whoever you wanted, and you could put it out in the name of Mrs. Armstrong. Too. Obviously, that she's the one who made the statement. Exactly, that's what we did. We went with Mrs. Armstrong. We had, she's the one who put out the statement, and she was the most credible one to do it because she was a witness. It wasn't me in terms of saying here's what happened. Understood. Now the suspicion grows in some quarters that you that this was an attempt to minimize it by having it first appear in a little paper and appear like a little hunting incident down in, down in the remote corner of Texas. There wasn't any way this was going to be minimized, Brett, but it was important that it be accurate. I do think uh, what I've experienced over the years here in Washington is, is the, as the, the media outlets have proliferated, speed has become sort of a driving force lots of times at the expense of accuracy. And I wanted to make sure we got it as accurate as possible. And I think Catherine was an excellent choice. I don't know who you could get better as the basic source for the story than the witness who saw the whole thing. Alright, this son of a bitch. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. Why didn't we have that mentality when going into Iraq? If accuracy was so important that doesn't affect as, a, him. as opposed to speed. That's just a war. Yeah, this doesn't directly affect any of us. That son of a bitch. <laughs> 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. And you, you're right. He is just pushing the accuracy line over and over I'm telling you, that's the call again. row of talking point. It's just accurate. Yeah. Accurate. All right, this is uh, the vice president talking to Fox News earlier. We're gonna. This will be the last segment with the clips. Yeah. All right, what's next, Dubs? Uh, the next uh, clip is... Now, one of the big stories that came out in the last couple of days is that the uh, the uh, vice president was drinking that day. Well, they, they touched on it. And when I say touched on it, I mean that very lightly in the uh, Fox interview. It wasn't even used in context with the interview. They cut it out and uh, used it right up front and uh, had him just... 
they didn't even have him say he drank a beer. But here, this is what happened. The vice president said he had one beer at lunch, but the afternoon hunt began a couple hours later. Um, the five of us who were in that party were together all afternoon. Nobody was drinking. Nobody was under the influence. Right. So I, I'm guessing someone didn't want the drop of him saying he had a beer out there. Right. You only had one beer. And, and yeah, who, I, has, I, who has one beer with lunch in the middle of the afternoon in uh, Texas? I've watched cops enough times to know when someone says, <laughs> yeah, I've only had one, they've usually had a little bit more. Probably at least three. Isn't that the rule? Yeah. You say you've had one, you've probably had about three. I didn't think he was supposed to drink at all. Doesn't he have, like, severe heart problems and there's all kind of medication? That's well, the no, odd part about it, too. That's not true. Uh, drinking a beer a day actually can be good for your heart, according to studies. But I think after you get to a certain point with your heart, they tell you, hey, just don't drink at all. Don't drink, don't smoke at all. Remember last night, RK said, this is before we knew anything mm-hmm. about the drinking, a caller of ours, RK said, this is going to end up being a Jason Williams type thing. Jason Williams, the Nets basketball player who shot his chauffeur because he was drunk playing with a shotgun. Why else would he have waited 12 to 15 hours before releasing it anywhere? Before allowing any of the sheriffs to even talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, getting sober, baby. Getting sober. Just has all of his assistants over there with coffee pouring it down his throat. Nothing you can do. Just sit there and wait. I'm just going to say it now. He was drunk. Sue me. What's he going to do? Sue me? He's evil, man. He's the devil, allegedly. (laughs) But he does admit to having one beer, even though you will never hear him say it. One beer in Texas while on a hunting trip. Get the hell out of here. Who has one beer? So what do you, you think he's just paying the lawyer that he shot off to, to, to go with the story and say, yeah, 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 this is what happened while he was sobering up? Who I mean, because wouldn't you think the lawyer would be like, oh, I want to exploit him for all I can unless he's getting his own cut of it? He did have one beer, but he drank it out of one of those 10-gallon hats. <laughs> yeah, those big Texas hats he was wearing out there. An orange one, because he's hunting. He had it in those... Uh camel backpacks that most people use and that he just counts just that as one on beer it's a big 40 ounce by one beer i meant a bottle of old english beer man big old 40 i'm not reading that matt the cobra why not because matt says he is trying to drink away the memory of having a lesbian daughter ah uh, getting that taste out of his mouth <laughs> All right, let's play these last two clips, and then we'll... All right, the last two clips, uh, this next one is on Scooter Libby. They kind of went off track here and asked about the whole Scooter Libby situation and the leak. Filings have indicated that uh, Scooter Libby has suggested that um, his superiors, unidentified, authorized the release of some classified information. What do you know about that? Uh, There's nothing I can talk about, Brent. This is an issue that's been... uh, under investigation for a couple of years, uh, I've cooperated fully, uh, including being uh, interviewed as well by a special prosecutor. All of it's now going to trial. Scooter's entitled to the presumption of innocence. Uh, he's a great guy. I've worked with him for a long time. I have enormous regard for him. Uh, I may well be called as a witness at some point in the case, and it's therefore inappropriate for me to comment on any facet of the case. Let me ask you another question. Is it your view that a vice president has the authority to declassify information? 
There's an executive order to that effect. There is. Yeah. Have you done it? Um, well, I've certainly advocated declassification and participated in declassification decisions. Have you ever done it unilaterally? Um, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> There's an executive order that specifies who has classification authority. And uh, I obviously focuses first and foremost on the president, but also includes the vice president. I'll give, after- uh, I'll give Bert the thumbs up on that one. Yeah, you think afterwards, you'd be like, dude, what are you doing? We're supposed to be on the same team. What? Are you, why are you grilling me? Dick. Come on. <laughs> why do you think I gave you the exclusive? You can really tell he was off guard because, I mean, he said, oh, more times than Gibbs are in the Hideout Headlines game show. 407-916-1041-888-978. Is this uh, 978-1041? Is this the last one, Gibbs? Or uh, Ch- uh, Dubs? Yes, this is the last clip right here. This is a, a really short one. Afterwards, they're kind of briefing the whole thing. Uh, they have their fair and balanced uh, panel on there. Right. And... Uh, Someone brings up the fact that tomorrow's headline uh, is going to be why Fox is the only person that got the interview. Uh, that was today's headline, idiots. Well, the next complaint you can be sure is how come you did Fox News and you didn't have a press conference? Watch. I was uh, I was in front of the White House today, and a network crew came up and asked me, "How did you get this interview? You at Fox News are associated with the conservative causes, and and uh, is that why you got the interview?" And I said, "No, nah, I didn't think that was the reason. I thought it was probably because he wanted to go with the, with the, net, the news channel with the largest audience." <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling that that soundbite may never see the light of day. Just a hunch. Just a hunch. <laughs> I almost yeah. said the word mother efforts. I almost said it. They are so smug over yeah. there. There's like Just every giggling. every rich Republican thinking that somehow they're the God's gift to Earth. Well, because we have the uh, most ratings. Why don't you go do a network? That'll get more ratings than uh, Fox News. Exactly. No, he did Fox News because... Go, go to ESPN. They got more ratings than Fox News. If you're going to go truly by ratings... If you go by ratings, NBC News has 30 million viewers a night. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just go there? Sons of bitches, man. I hate them all. I would have never tuned over to Fox News if it wasn't for this thing, so they did their... The, it yeah, worked. They got us. We're not going back. No. All right, let's get a Tony in Winterhaven. What's up, Tony? Hey, say J-Dubs. How you doing? Love the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Um... Odd's quick comment. What do you think Harry will disagree with Cheney's boss? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there'll be any more disagreements <laughs> anymore after getting shot in the face. That's just not going to happen. You're right, sir. You're absolutely right. Now, here's a theory that didn't uh, come up. Do you think Harry went and tried to steal Cheney's bird and said he shot it? He ran over to grab it? You know, what the hell you did and just shot him in the face. Oh my god. Or maybe it was a broke back type thing. <laughs> Just mad. Well, you aren't gonna tell. Dick, I wish I could quit you. It's a hideout. Why don't you then? Real Radio 104.1. Hi, welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1 live on a Wednesday night. Still coming up, the hideout door prize blowout. And two, what's on the web? Right now, you heard. A lot of the clips from Dick Cheney on Fox News. Now it's time for you to comment on them. 407 and Star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone. Some people have been hanging patiently, Dubs, for nearly half an hour. We're getting nice. them first. Smack Daddy, what you got? Hey, first of all, Cheney's story's got more holes in it, and Florida's got sinkholes. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, or the, I or uh, Harry's face. What if... Uh, 
Harry was going to drop a dime and roll over on the Bush administration and do a little snitching. And uh, Cheney was supposed to shoot him and kill him and box the whole thing. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> just, I don't know if they would put that in Cheney's uh, feeble hands. Why not, though? Make it look like an accident, whatever. Thank you, Smack Daddy. Of all the people, why don't you put the gun in, you know, Granddad Shaky's hand? <laughs> yeah. After uh, knocking back some... Uh... Of the cough medicine. Take some heart medicine, too. <laughs> Would you even just be worried about the fact that he is an old-ass man with so many heart issues yeah, drinking yeah. and shooting? Yeah, imagine, like, someone sees a bird. I mean, uh, quail hunting, you're kind of shocked by the bird when it jumps up, I guess. You'd think that could spur on some kind of heart attack. And then a big blast from a shotgun. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't fall out right there when he saw he shot his friend in the face. That or he literally has no heart. <laughs> or he was He's happy about it. And he just doesn't care. <laughs> oh, uh, shoddy guy. Whatever. Ain't the Reminds first me guy. of 84. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's go to uh, Joe and Merritt Island. You're next up in the hideout. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Hey, brother. I was going to have a serious debate. Uh, your phone's cutting out. All right, hold on a second. Your hold phone's cutting out. Hold on. Your phone's cutting out. Let's get you in a better suck because you're one of those waiting for half an hour. Uh, Ryan in Orlando, you're next up. What do you got, Ryan? Hey, man, that guy sort of tagged on what I was thinking, but I'm not one of those big conspiracists or anything, but sort of funny how Dick Cheney shot a guy in the face one day, then the very next day the guy had a heart attack. looks like they're trying to get rid of him or something. Yeah, like I'll, yeah some maybe a, a nurse comes in and tries to induce something. I don't know. Yeah, these are just theories we're throwing out there. Dick Cheney is gay, allegedly. What? No, he isn't. You said we're throwing out theories. No, we're not, we're not just, just going to go uh, outing people who aren't to be outed. I heard Dick Cheney likes tie training hookers. No. Allegedly. Stop. All right. I think I heard that, too, allegedly. You've heard it, but might not be sure. You just heard it from Matt, who said it three seconds ago. That's where you heard it. He's a reliable source. Those are... <laughs> Developing. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, Drudge gets away with it. Why can't we? Uh, Nightmare Dave in the hideout. What's up, Nightmare Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? What you got, buddy? Can you, can you imagine all the foreign dignitaries every time they hear that they're going to have a meeting with... Uh... Vice President Dick Cheney, they're going to want to come in full riot gear to protect themselves. Yeah, I know, too. Like, who's going to even want to go anywhere alone with this guy anymore? Exactly. Did, did you hear about today uh, the whole uh, thing at the White House, how they had uh, the Longhorns there and the joke that the guy made? No. Uh, like, the, the spokesman who was talking. Oh, Scott the, McClellan? Yeah, he was out. Uh, he's like, uh, we aren't wearing orange because uh, the, uh, the uh, you know, what's their, the, the Longhorns are here. We're wearing orange because we want Dick Cheney to be able to see us. <laughs> Nightmare Dave Dave loved it. That was great. Scott McClellan going to be at the Orlando Improv. Uh, Totally. Actually, I think what it is that he did it on purpose just so he can say, don't piss me off, I'm going to shoot you in the face to everybody. And now he has something to hold over. That is true. Just like I'm the last guy. Do you really want me to go after you? Wow. All right, Swami says, I heard Dick Cheney is allegedly a hybrid, half-human, half-New York City sewer rat. Allegedly. Allegedly, this just came in. Uh, Dick Cheney found lying in the bed of boys. <laughs> allegedly? What? Uh, no, allegedly. he's not. It just came in on a post-it note. From where? <laughs> or, I thought it was laying on a bed of boys. Just a bunch of them just tied together. <laughs> oh, how do you know? Oh, because that's the way you meant for it to be read? <laughs> 
I no. like in. Stop. <laughs> Sean and Longwood, you're in the hideout. What's up, Sean? Hey guys, love the show. Thank you. Brother. If he was, if he was talking about accuracy. If he was the one that shot him, wouldn't he have the most accurate story? <laughs> that, well, not only that, he doesn't have the most accurate shot. We know that yeah. for a fact. And if he can, there's a great way the guy who shot can make money on this. Makes a T-shirt, says on the front, "I got shot in the face by Dick." I put in the back, Cheney. Yeah, I know who's who, what guy wants to walk around with that though. Thank you. <laughs> Guys are fighting. Uh, log that, cabin Republicans. For that not <laughs> to come out. Yeah, that's the new log cabin thing. Oh, my goodness. Well, there it is. Dubs, great job. Staying, uh, Do you have any new uh, developing news about no, Dick Cheney? No, I think we're done with that. <laughs> Dick Cheney has a mangina. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course. No, he doesn't. I got it from in, my source. What's your source? Dick ma- Cheney likes to tuck. Yeah, the same, yeah, exactly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, of course. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Developing. Oh. Thank you, Matt, for that breaking news. <laughs> Matt is not to be a news source here in the hideout. Why? Even when he sends me IMs. He's so knowledgeable. He knows who the four kings are and, uh... What? The four kings from You Can't Win, whatever they did. No, four he knows... knights that killed Thomas Beckett. He knows the kings of comedy. That's what he knows. All right, let's take a break and come back. It's the high... 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. So coming up, the uh, Hideout Door Prize blowout. That's at 9, 10 o'clock. What's on the web? And this Friday, the Hideout headed to Melbourne, taking Real Radio with us. So we broadcast live Stunt Bowl 2. Tuttle, 17 stunts in three hours. Otherwise, it's a Hideout Tattoo. The official after party is right there at the Metro in Melbourne. And, um... Uh... Cover the Sun, Hideout Heretic Band will be playing. Uh, details on the website and also uh, hideoutheretics.net. And in addition to that, we are looking for ring girls. We need Actually, we need one ring girl. If you're a very hot chick or you know one in Melbourne who's willing to wear a bikini and basically hold up cards that say 1 through 17, she will win an iPod shuffle and uh, a few drinks. Just one card that says 1 through 17? Eh, whatever. We're just looking to look at her. So that is going on all this Friday in Melbourne. Again, uh, information at hideoutheretics.net. And Matt Albert loses his virginity in front of everyone. That too. Ooh. Um, 407-916-1041, So, Dubs, uh, we just heard about Dick Cheney mm-hmm. and him talking to Fox News. Well, Dubs, the Republican National Committee has invited three Florida cities to play 2008 convention Before host. going further on that. Are you surprised that there hasn't been a game put on the internet yet of Dick Hunt? Just kind of like Duck Hunt, but you just put, uh... Uh, I've seen a website called Dick Hunt. Ah. Yeah. Is it the same thing, or you is know, it, 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 it has, gay things? It has the cover of Duck Hunt with Dick just holding it. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, all right. I also Bastards. know... I know, too, that, um, like, The Daily Show mm-hmm. has been using dunk, uh, Duck Hunt as their segues for everything over the past couple of days, which is hilarious. So uh, the Republican National Committee yes, and the convention, possibly uh, they're looking at Miami, Tampa, and Orlando. Congratulations yeah. for 2008. Our very fine city right here. Now, there are 31 cities across the nation that are up for grabs. Mm-hmm. 
but we are in the in the Orlando mix. made the cut, which is fantastic. Now, several, several basic requirements uh, must be made by the host city. A main convention facility capable of seating at least 20,500 people. I think we got that here. I believe so. Uh, a city and its host committee's willingness and ability to prov- provide and pay for security for the convention. Um, it might be a added value to Orlando to do that. Who wouldn't want to come to Orlando? You just think, on uh, the times that I'm not going to be at the Republican National Committee, I could be checking out the great attractions, SeaWorld, Disney, Universal, Holy Land. Uh, that, that place would be packed. <laughs> um, city must be able to make available to the RNC's planning committee 20,000 hotel rooms and 2,001 and two-bedroom suites. Again, Again, that's not a problem for us. Yes, that, city that's of something that... that we have covered, I believe, in Orlando. So, Dubs, I mean, it looks like Orlando could be, you know... That's just the tip of the iceberg on what they're asking for, though, the uh, Republican National Committee. For the uh, yeah. convention uh, here in 2008? I want another one of their uh, their little things is, all blacks must be in a chauffeur or bellhop suit. So, that's another thing we have to consider. <laughs> Now, I wonder if we're going to have issue because one of them is no more than 15% of the population should be minorities, mostly Asian or Cubans. Hmm. I think we have the Cuban thing covered. Yeah. The eight, is there a lot of Asians in Orlando? I haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot yeah, of them. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot. Well, that includes Indians, right? Yeah. I guess Middle Eastern. All right, now another thing. This is the RNC saying, hey, if we're coming to your town... We need for at least 70% of the city to be easily impressionable Christians. Now, so, this must be something that Dick Cheney put on there. The hunting must be good. Gotta make sure uh, there's quail to be had. I don't know, Dubs. Now, here's the thing. Would you go, if we had the opportunity, tickets right here in Orlando for the Republican oh, Committee Convention? I would go. I think it'd be fun just to see it. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, there's a whole production that goes along with that. I mean, and names. I mean, the whole fact that uh, the Nuge must have sold out in the city the last time uh, it, he came through is one of their, their things. Nuge well, he's a big Republican guy. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, we got to go through the records. Got to see when the Nuge has last played the House of Blues, the Hard Rock, or the TD Waterhouse. Maybe even he's played Will's Pub. And if he sold it out, we're good. Check mark, Orlando's in. 407 <laughs> I don't know if this is because of a sponsorship or anything, but uh, the meeting building, the big building where they're having the convention, must be built, built Ford Tough. Well, it's, it's got to be American. Yeah. It's got to bleed red, white, and blue, J-Dubs. A building can bleed? If you uh, point at it and laugh, just Hard walls. <laughs> All right, Again, now... Like uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, this is an odd one, but mm-hmm. I guess I understand. Abortion clinics must be easily accessible to bombs. Oh. I don't know. It's the Republican National Committee. I don't know why they would have that little caveat in there. As far as bringing it to their town? This is something I've never thought of before, but I guess it does count. Uh, the city mu- uh, must count tipping as affirmative action. 
So does Orlando fall into that? <laughs> I don't know, but we should. We are a service industry town. Yeah. Tipping is affirmative action. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-104. Well, I hear it's going to be okay, and there's a very good chance that Orlando could get the Republican National Committee uh, and the convention in 2008, because we need a city with no WMDs. I don't think there's any weapons of mass destruction here. No, no, no. Whiny minority douchebags. Yeah. Although Hard I, to get away from those. Well, I may take us out of the running of that. Yeah. Well, here's the hoping. 2008 is for Orlando and the Republicans. I actually would like to see that come through here. Honestly, I think it would be good for the city. It would be fantastic for the city. All those rich people coming through. Exactly. It would be much better than the Democratic National Committee or, oh, they or whatever. Got, they got money, too. Yeah, but... Then you get all those whiny hippies. You know what it out. is? You know, you got, it's the Republicans, a bunch of rich, middle-aged women, or their husbands need something to do during the day, mm-hmm. and that's us. That's us. That's when I lose the virginity. No. no. She acts out some kind of slave fantasy. What, 2008? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of this Friday, <laughs> in Melbourne, it's Stunt Bowl 2, and here's the star of Stunt Bowl 2, Hideout General Manager Tuttle. What's going on, Tuds? Hey, what's going on, guys? You all set and ready to go? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really think the wait is what's the hardest part. I think that's the biggest stunt of them all, you know, just waiting. Because you you think of it going through your mind all week long, and then you, you just start getting fired up and amping yourself out, you know? Now, now Tuttle, did you, uh, did you hear we gave you another way to get rid of another stunt? No, I did not hear that. Uh, do you think that you could beat Matt Albert in NASCAR trivia? Oh, of course. All right, if you beat Matt Albert in NASCAR trivia, he he will take one of your stunts. So Ch- Our- Chunks takes one of your stunts, and if you can beat Matt Albert, Matt Albert takes one of your stunts of your All choosing. Right. And if I All win, right. I get to slap you. Yeah, that's the other thing. If he wins, that adds one, and he gets to slap you in the face. Yeah, his hands his hand is as big as my whole trunk of my body. So um, I don't think yeah. you're, I don't think you have a problem beating him though. No, I, yeah. I don't think I will. But you know what? This could be a a, a cold blind setup, and uh, just for Matt Albert to hit me upside the face or something. But I'm willing to take the challenge. Now who's I'm willing to. Here's the thing. Who's going to put together the NASCAR trivia questions? I yeah, I, I got to vote for Tuttle. <laughs> I think I, I Tuttle would be a good person to put together the questions. You know the people who know NASCAR around here. Who uh, who else knows NASCAR around here? Uh, Jimmy uh, D. Jimmy Jimmy D does. Jimmy D definitely knows uh, NASCAR. Actually, I'm going out to the race tomorrow. I can I'll get someone there to write some trivia. Oh, if okay, I need cool. To. All right, and just make sure you don't look at it, Tuttle. Okay. All right. I, I, I definitely won't there. Now, I have a question. Now, is it true we only got three hours? Yes. On Friday? And here's the thing. The first segment is going to be taken by us looking for a ring girl. So, and that's, uh, the, ring, the ring girl gets the iPod shuffle. The second segment is the Hideout Headlines game show. Then there's a segment for the trivia between you and Matt Albert. Then there's a whole other segment for the Hideout Door Prize Blowout. So basically it's 17 stunts in two hours. All right, well, 17, well, can I snort hot sauce during the trivia contest? I mean, I can quasi-task here. You know, I like that. I like uh, in between each question, he snorts more of the hot sauce. Yeah, of course, you know. And, uh, Multitasking. I, look, 
Look, I'm really excited about this whole opportunity, you know. Um, one thing that I have noticed is that this week, Chunks has been, like, extra nice to me for some reason. Like, he's calling me up, you know, hey, what can I get for you? I'm going to be right there for you if you need me. Well, the reason uh, is because he has to do one of these 17 stunts. Yeah, he's trying to get you to go easy on him. Well, I already know which one he's going to do. I'm, I'm holding that until Friday. But nice. I, I would definitely have to say it has something to do with penetration. Yeah. yeah, really, dude. Yeah, and I'd like to just say, uh, honestly, I saw the list. I've been trying to get the list of stuff, and it's not because I'm trying to get out of anything. I feel really, really badly. I mean, it's going to be pretty bad. Well, dude, th this is going to be a big deal. Uh, Drunky the Bear I already talked to Drunky. He's going to come out, and his uh, buddy Cookie the Cat. They're going to film oh, nice. the whole thing. Oh, fantastic! So Drunky and Koki the Cat will be out there, and uh, it's going to be a great time. I I'm really excited about Friday. This is like a title fight for me. I've been training all week long, and I'm excited that you guys are giving me the opportunity. Well, I'm glad you lost in the uh, Hideout Fantasy Football League in the Helmet of Pain. I wouldn't say I wouldn't well, say I'm glad that I lost. I'm, I'm just saying that I I know you'll be able to do the stunts the best, Tuttle. That is true. That is the thing that makes me the happiest is that we we have uh, one of the top two stunters and currently I believe the champion. Imagine if yeah. Jerome lost. Oh, it would it be just the biggest abortion of a of hey. a uh, live broadcast. Him whining the whole time. Is the straw for the the hottest yard disinfected? I I don't I don't want anything else in, in my nose. Is, the, is, are all the seeds picked out of it? By the way, Tuttle, congratulations too. We saw you out Saturday night, the you Predators game, ass. and you uh you destroyed Drunkies. It was fantastic. Oh, so what did you think? What did you think of your first Predators game? It was fantastic, man. We had great seats. The game was good. The action at halftime was awesome. The only thing is that we weren't in the monster section, which next time we're gonna have to go sit in the monster section. Hey, do you, do you know that I I'm on the show, I'm on the promo shot, and I don't even get tickets for the monster section. No oh boy. Well, we, it, it, exactly. We'll buy. So, yeah. But, uh, Happy, just one more question. I know you guys are busy. Uh, are you going to experience uh, a little bit of Southern culture this year and maybe catch a race? Here's the thing. I was not thinking. I planned a vacation. I'm going home to Texas uh, Saturday morning, about 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, after the broadcast. you got to be kidding me. I know. We talked about it. You said after the Pepsi 400, you're like, look, we got to go to the Daytona 500. Chunks is consistently making fun of me because I talk about NASCAR. Well, we've gotten into it a little bit. We talked to a couple of drivers last week. And so who'd you talk to? We talked to David Green from the Bush series, I believe, and then uh, Bobby Hamilton from the truck series. See, you guys have talked to some great drivers, pretty nice guys, right? Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, very nice. And it was cool because, you know, we're laymen when it comes to the whole thing. And they were very cool in explaining how it all works. You know, you kind of worry, but they just, well, you know, they explained it all. It was fantastic. Well, I tell you what, I will get the hookup for us for the Pepsi 400 in July, okay? I'm there. You, all right, J July 1st, all right? I'm already telling you, July 1st is, is the Pepsi 400 in Daytona. You, you've got to clear the space. I am going to hook you up and give you the greatest experience. All right, that's fantastic. Well, there he is, Tuttle Hideout General Manager. 17 stunts on the 17th. That's this Friday. This Friday in Melbourne, of course. He's also the co-host of SBK Live on Saturday night. You hear him on the Monsters and the Phillips Fall and everywhere. I am a radio whore. Is. You and Boner, and we can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> Sylvester, we can't wait to see you guys. Uh, see you on uh, Friday, Tuds. We'll talk to you, brother. Um, I, it's gonna be. I know SBK. I didn't realize Drunky was coming out. Melbourne. I hope you're ready for this at the Metro. Uh, Blackbean was telling me, you, Real Radio going to Melbourne. It is gonna be the thing to do Friday night. And we got the I'm after party with Cover the Sun. And we're looking for the Ring Girls, ladies.
If you're in Melbourne, you think you have what it takes to walk around in a bikini with uh, a 1 through 17, you win an iPod shuffle and some drinks. So it is all going down this Friday. Get there early. I have a feeling it's just going to be uh, packed. It's going to be great. It's a hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. It's Wednesday night. We got to speed it up, man. Yeah. We just got way too much stuff to do. <sighs> always behind. Yeah. We're, I guess we're always trying to squeeze too much into one show. That's good, I yeah. suppose. We just got, you know, we work hard and we just we work so hard we want to bring it all to you. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Okay, so this has been making rounds. I guess it was on iTunes, J Dub. Mm-hmm. It's an iTunes exclusive, actually. It is Willie Nelson's Gay Cowboy Song. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we just want to play it and we can talk over it. Yeah, it's a, it's just a very uh, very country, very gay song by Willie Nelson. I guess it was written in the 80s, and uh, now he finally recorded it. Cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other is the name of the title here in the hideout. There's many a strange impulse out on the plains of West Texas. There's many a young boy who feels things he can't comprehend. Remix. Small town don't like it when somebody falls between sexes. I have (laughs) HIV. No small town don't like it when a cowboy has feelings for me. I have HIV. I stop. I believe to my soul that inside every man there's the feminine. And inside every lady there's a deep manly voice loud and clear. Well, the cowboy may brag about things that he's done with his women. But the ones that brag loudest are the ones that are most likely queer. <laughs> Cowboys frequently, secretly fond of each other. <laughs> Say, what do you Catchy. think all them saddles and boots was about? And there's many a cowboy who don't understand the way that he feels for his brother. Inside every cowboy, there's a lady that love to slip out. This is fantastic. He could cut all this out. There's no need for this. We need just need the lyrics. Oh, no, this is pretty gay too. Definitely man wrangling music. It's making me homesick for Texas. Making me homesick of you. And there's always somebody who says what the others just whisper. Is he giggling? And mostly that someone's the first one to get shot down dead. Cheney. So when you talk to the cowboy, don't treat him like he was a sister. Can't with a lady that's sleeping in each cowboy's head. 
Dude, this is a hit. What did you think? Oh, I'm going to get behind it. <laughs> yeah, they will. Literally. And there's many a cowboy who don't understand the way that he feels for his brother. And inside every lady, there's a cowboy who wants to come out. <laughs> and inside every cowboy, there's a lady that love to slip out. Mr. Nelson, that Willie. is, that is going to get requested over and over and over again at the Willie Nelson concerts. The whole show's been about Dick and Willie. It's an odd show. It's true. True mm-hmm. to form, though. Yeah, uh, this is the hideout. Taking it back to the D.C. days. 407-916-1041, uh, Dubs, real fast, uh, while we're on the subject... This is an iTunes exclusive? Yes, you can only download uh, that Willie Nelson song on iTunes. The new thing that the um, record companies as a whole have come up with is they no longer, the RIAA, no longer want to allow you to take your purchased CDs, the CDs you've already bought and paid for. Yeah, the ones you've uh, went to the uh, Best Buy, bought, took home. And you know how you can put it in your computer, you use iTunes, the CD will come up, and then you can click and drag into the playlist. Yeah, that you, you can want. load it right into your iTunes. They no longer want to allow that. Why is that, Dubs? I don't know. I'm. The thing is, they. Uh, I think it was two years ago. They said that that. They had no problem with it, and now they're coming out and saying that it isn't right that people who are buying music are able to make a, a copy of it onto their computer and uh, then put it into their iTunes. I think they want to start doing a thing where you buy a licensed hard copy of a CD, and then you have to go in again and buy like the, uh, the, the iTunes version? Yeah, the computer version. So it's not enough uh, to buy the CD once. Mm-hmm. Now they want you to buy it twice. Yeah. That's how do how, they, much, how many straws are grasping at right now. Do they realize that now people just won't buy CDs at all, mm-hmm. and they'll just get it all to put it on their iPod? You know, that's probably the the way they'd rather have it anyway. So they don't have to spend the money on printing discs? Mm-hmm. And it, it's only $4 less, usually 4 or $5 less, to buy it on iTunes. So you buy it on iTunes, and they're saving, say, 10 bucks on packaging. Because that's really what it ends. Up. Well, it's not even ten bucks on packaging. Because what it's like maybe a nickel to make a CD. Yeah, but the 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 tough part is making the booklets and all that stuff. And I don't. What do you think? Am I too old school? Where if it's a band that I really really like, I still want to be able to have the CD. Yeah, I like having the booklet, being able to have it there, like read through the lyrics if I wanted to. But the problem is there are so few bands that I'm that way with. It really is maybe like five. But when I when I first started, you know, really getting into music, that was the big thing. I loved a CD that had the lyrics in it and everything. Mm-hmm. Now everything's online though. Maybe you're playing it through your iTunes and you're on some website or the band's website reading the lyrics. Maybe that's just the way the times change. But how screwed are these record companies now? Where it's getting to this point, they're thinking of any way that they can hold on. Uh, to try to make some sort of money. And the, the problem is, though, you're charging people for double for the same thing. I mean, you can't really control what they do with their personal items after they, you know, it, it, unless they're putting it on iTunes and uh, 
or put it on someone else's iTunes or something like that, maybe you can get a serial number that you have to uh, take that CD, punch that serial number into your iTunes, it takes it in there, and it won't allow that CD to be put on another person's iTunes again. Maybe that's the way to do it. But you can't really stop them from putting it on their computer. Yeah, I'm not really interested in going through all that. Our people want to know if this is on the hideout page, the song. We can't do that. No. Go to iTunes, spend 99 cents, support Willie Nelson and his gay music. <laughs> and then buy that song, too. Uh, massage Girl Kimmy says, Hey, Hefe, that should be your new ringer, ringtone. I'll remember that. I'm going to remember that now. What, you're not going to let her massage play. your back now? Yeah, it's a privilege. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, 407-916-1041, Hey, speaking of music dubs, it's time for the Hideout Door Prize Blowout. What is tonight's game show? A Moment in Time. A Moment in Time. What is it? It's basically like those songs where you have, where you go, oh, that takes me back to this time, ah. or that reminds me of this. Whether so- it's a good or bad memory, and it's basically the five of us. And the person will have three choices to guess on uh, who the song and what it reminds them of. So you'll uh, play a song, and then it'll uh, whoever has that reminiscent yeah, moment. I'll read up three choices. And uh, was this the time when Dubs did this, or was it when Hefe, you know, stole a car, or whatever? All right, fantastic. <laughs> what the hell? What? Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seventy one zero four one. Call now to be a winner. Real fast, Alex and St. Cloud. What do you got? Hey, like what when you download the thing on iTunes and say you get a virus, you have to reformat your whole computer, you lose all that, and you don't have a CD to reload it on there. So you have to buy it again anyways. That's a very good point. But sometimes it happens too if you scratch your CD up. You yeah. know, then you I mean I can't there there are certain CDs I've bought three or four times because I've scratched it all to hell or I lost it and I have to have mm-hmm. it. Call now, be a winner. It's the hideout door prize uh, hideout door prize blowout next. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Call now to be a winner. 407 And star 104.1 in your singular wireless phones. Moment in time game show. Tommy Bateman has collected songs from everyone on the show. Matt Alberts, myself, uh, Dubs, Chunks, and him. And you are going to give a scenario in which this uh, song... One more time, explain the game. It's like, I'll throw a song, and then I'll give you three choices, each with a different scenario. You decide which scenario fits the song. Okay, all right, so who matches it? you got to get two out of three to be a winner? Yeah. All right, cool. 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. Let's start it off with Ryan in a pop car. You ready, Ryan? I'm ready, Happy. All right, here's the song. The song is Butterfly by Crazy Town. All righty. This is a terrible song, by the way. Now, is it A, does it remind Dubs of Mardi Gras 2001? Is it a song that I, Tommy Bateman, had sex to at a club? Or is it C, the time Chunks called the radio station for a dedication to a girl? A, B, or C, uh, Ryan? I'm going to go with A. You're uh you're right. Good job. You get you get another one correct. You're gonna be a winner. I don't like the song either. Don't don't be ha- holding up the fag sign, Adam, Matt Albert. Uh, I went to uh, to Mardi Gras 2001. This 
thing was playing in the streets, in all the bars, and my friend's car. Anywhere I go, Butterfly was playing. Now, isn't, isn't this the song, too, where, um, like, this band was supposed to be real hardcore and... And this song's and, actually, this version's actually harder than the normal one. Yeah. And metal, but somehow this was their hit, the, uh... This... Actually, the rest of the CD, Crazy Town CD, was pretty hard. All right, here we go. Let's uh, continue on. All right, good job, Ryan. You get another one correct, you're going to be a winner tonight here in the Hide Outdoor Prize Blowout. All right. Long December by the Counting Crows. <laughs> Is it A, remind Hefe of the excitement of the crossover from the Ron and Fez show to the hideout in D.C.? Is it B, a sad memory for Matt Albert because it reminds him of the live broadcasts he couldn't go to because he didn't have a license? Or is it C, a sad memory for Chunks, because he stopped making out with a girl to help her get back together with her boyfriend, A, B, or C? We go with C. You're a winner. Good Whoa, job, man. Ryan. You're a winner, my friend. Hey, I, I love a long December. <laughs> no. I just, love this song. No, what he did. Yeah. That's his Mo. memory. All right, what happened, Chunks? Uh, I was at school, and this chick uh, came over to study. And then she started, like, jumping on top of me and stuff, and she's like, uh, oh, by the way, I have a boyfriend. Is that going to be a problem? And then, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, why not? And then she kind of lost the momentum after that, and she said, we're not having a good time. And, like, I helped her through like, it. I wish you would. I, had, I talked to her for, like, six hours after that, and I think they got married or something later on. She's saying the two of you weren't having a good time making out? No, her and her, her, and her boyfriend, they were having problems, and she didn't really... Do you think it was the smell of hospitals? No. <laughs> but uh, I think she got married. She was really cool. You have the saddest life ever. Tomorrow, the Fat Man Diaries reliving some more of Chunks' awful uh, life. All right, here, let's move on to, um, let's go to Joe in Orlando. You're next up. By the way, that opens up a line, 407-916-1041. Hide outdoor price blowout. How you doing, Joe? Man, I swear, Chunks makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> oh, don't, though, because at least you're not him. All right, here's the new song. Tommy Bateman, what is it? All right. It's Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. Now, is this A... A happy memory for me, because it reminds me of my first love and the time I had seven girls packed into a Honda Prelude. <laughs> Is it B, a sad memory for Chunks, since he used the lyrics to serenade a girl he liked, only God, to I have her not. turn him down? God, I hope not. Or is it C, a happy memory for Duds, because he used to intentionally yell gay during the song while on air? A, B, or C? <laughs> I hope it's C, but I, I hope it's B. You going with B? Uh, I'm going to go with... Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Hold on, oh, you get another chance, though. All right. What was it? Two that... days before you. <laughs> I can see Dubs doing that. No, that was... Uh, it just when I went out with my first girlfriend, it seemed like everywhere we went, this song was on. Every time we turned the TV on, Pocket the video... Tonight. Yeah, I mean, just this song in particular. And it also reminded me of the time that... In ninth grade, I had, like, my friend, uh, and I had, like, these seven really who are you hot dating, girls. Who are you dating, Little Miss Camp, you're on? All right. <laughs> oh, God. Is Stop it just going to be that the whole time? <laughs> All right, 407-916-1041, 888 Hot door prize blowout. Call to play the game. All right, next up, uh, Joe, you're going to get another chance. you got to get oh, to I, I, 
I'm gonna let y'all know something real quick. They just killed the the Spanish chick on Lost. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, here we here we go, Joe. Marilyn Manson, Sweet Dreams. Now, is this a sad memory for Chunks, since he used the lyrics to serenade a girl he liked, only to have her turn him down? Is it B, a time heaven got oral on the side of a road? Or is it C, the first Manson song Dubs played for Hefe? Uh, I'll go with C again. Oh. I thought that was a softball. I'm sorry, Joe. That opens up a phone line if you want to play. Yeah, that chick that I dated for 13 months, mm-hmm. who ended up being a lesbian. Uh, like one night toward the end of our relationship, we went driving, I don't know, in her truck. That should have been a clue. She had a truck. And we pull off. Still wearing her shin guards from uh, <laughs> soccer practice. No, softball. Uh, yeah, she was a softball pitcher. And uh, we pull off on the side of the road, just some backwoods place in uh, Texas. Did you play with her flat top? <laughs> she had a chili bowl haircut. Oh God! And um, bragger. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this uh, this CD, the Marilyn Manson "Smells Like Children" CD, was on. She gave great oral. I mean, you know, if nothing else. But uh, but yeah, so it was kind of weird too that this is on and all the remixes of like dope hat and stuff. It's kind of cool though. Kind of hot. It was a chick. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She was, now, now she's not. Now she plays a dude role. She was thick. Um, is this China? Cena. Cena. All right, Cena. Ladies first in the hideout. Cena in Orlando. You ready to play? Yes. All right, here we go. Uh, moment in time game show hideout door prize uh, door door prize blowout. Here's the next song. Insane in the Brain by Cypress Hill. It's this A, remind Dubs of his friend Shafee because they used to smoke pot to Cypress Hill. Is it B, time, was it playing as Heffy was contemplating smoking pot and accidentally dropped his wallet into a dirty toilet? Or is it C, was it sung by his friend's older brother right before he kicked Matt's ass? I'm going to say A. <laughs> All right, that was C, Matt Albert. Uh, yeah. uh, hold on, you're going to get another chance, uh, Cena. Hold on. Some guy's singing insane in the brain while he's beating your ass. <laughs> yeah, I was 10. <laughs> he was 12 and with a mustache. Let me get that straight. And he had Tourette's. So he had the target strength working with him, too, along with the puberty. And he just kicked your ass? I didn't even know we were fighting at first. Because I said something smart-ass. No. And, and we kind of play fight. We were kind what? of... That's gay. Yeah. I know. Like slap fights, and, Ooh, and they're I, oiled up too. <laughs> I didn't know with we their own fi- saliva. <laughs> I didn't know we were fighting until he threw a left jab and just knocked me back. And I'm like, oh, we're fighting now. And he hit me with a right, and I ended up on my ass, <laughs> jackhammering the top of my head with his fists. Oh my god! Oh, he said right. fist. Yeah. All right, Cena. Here's your next. Uh, here's your next chance in the uh, moment in time here in the hideout on World Radio 104.1. Christmas All Over by Tom Petty. Is it A, remind me, Tommy, of working at Best Buy at 6 a.m. every day during Christmas? B, remind Dubs of working at Big Cheese Pizza during Christmas? Or C, remind Hefe, uh, is it something his lesbian ex-girlfriend used to play while they were making Christmas cards? Um, A. You are a winner. 
Oops. All right, good job, Cena. You got to get one more ch- uh, right, the next one to get right, and then you're going to be a winner. Uh, but good job, you got one out of the uh, two so far. Uh, was this one of the songs that wouldn't stop playing there? It was on that very special Christmas thing, yeah. and there were certain CDs we were allowed to play. And I, for some whatever reason, I liked this gay song, and I was in charge of the music. When we weren't listening to talk radio, I would put this on. You should have uh, had the uh, Twisted Christmas CD. All right, here's the next. Here's... I saw Daddy kissing Santa Claus and all those funny remakes. That was at home. Here's uh, the next one for Cena. Here you go, sweetie. One channel. Um, the Rock Show by Blink 182. Was this A, the first song Dubs got paid to play as a DJ? B, was it what Hefe listened to on the way home after being hired at the Edge? Or C, does it remind Matt of the time he had his one job as a bouncer at a bar for one whole day? A, B, or C? C. Oh. I'm sorry, Cena. That's uh, you, Dubs. First, uh, first one yes. you played at the Edge? Yes, first song I ever got paid to play. How do you remember that? I don't know. It just stuck in my head. And then I, I did the break into it, and uh, the, the break was completely terrible. <laughs> I left the uh, mic on, and I said, oh, that effing sucked. <laughs> I he thought did. for sure that was going to be the first and last song I ever played. He did. All right, you think you could talk it up now? No. <laughs> Come on. I forgot how. All right, let's start it over and see if you can talk it up. Lance is New Rock 92 on the Edge. You're home of uh, Mojo's AM Mayhem. 50 minutes of Edge music each and every hour. J-Dub's hanging out with you. It is the Edge Zone. Here's Blink-182, the rock show on the Edge. Not bad. I hit the uh, the uh, drum post. I didn't hit the actual... Uh, all right, tell you what, we got to take a break. Everybody who's on the board, we get to play next. We continue. Moment in time. Hideout door prize blowout in the hideout. Road Radio 104.1. Hey, hint it. Let's do this damn thing. Welcome back into the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Door Prize Blowout Moment in Time Game Show. Reset the game show one more time for those people just now tuning in, Tommy. It's basically matching up the song, the memory that each song brings back to a person in the Hideout, given three different scenarios. Uh, myself, Hefe, uh, Dubs, um, Matt Albert. Tommy Bateman and Chunks are all the choices. you got to get two out of three to be a winner. Let's go to Brandon in Orlando. You ready, Brandon? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here's the song. All I Want to Do, do by Sheryl Crow. Lord. Now, A, does this remind Hefe of his friend's hot sister who was a Hooters waitress named Margarita? <laughs> B, remind Matt of when he was nine and won an NFL-sponsored punt, pass, and kick competition? Or C, remind me... Of playing guitar because I have the same Telecaster that she used in the video. I'm gonna go with A. A. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on, Brandon. You get another shot. Right. Is it B? Matt Albert, you won the punt, kick, and pass. I won a level of the punt, pass, and kick competition. And why does this remind you of it? Because the whole ride there, it was an That's hour ride. That's all he wanted to do. You, it, was just, it was just playing three you times. You rip on me for Butterfly. <laughs> and yet you've got Cheryl Crow. All he wanted to do is have some fun. Well, yeah, exactly, Brandon. All right, here's the next song. Yes. Seven Cage Tigers by Stone Temple Pilots. What was it? A, a song that I used to, used to train mixed martial arts to. Was it B, a song that Chunks listened to for a summer since he had no friends? 
Or C, Matt Albert listened to, while lonely, the summer he graduated high school? Uh, I'm going to go with B. Good job, Brandon. Cool. cool. Right, what's You get one more right, you're going to be a winner. What's the story behind it? Uh, actually, I was up in New York, and it was the only CD I had. And I had no friends up there or, or down here. <laughs> and, you know, I couldn't drink, and I didn't have any money. And in the part of New York, there's actually nothing to do. So I just stood, sat on top of a hill with my <laughs> large, oversized... You sat on top of your sister. No. <laughs> CD player, and uh, just listened to this song over and over again, uh, wanting to kill myself. I wish you had. All right, here's the next song. It's... Ain't No Future in Your Frontin' by MC Breed. Was it A, on the radio when an underage dub stole Mullet Joe's car? <laughs> B, a song that Matt used to shadow box to? Or C, a song that Heffa used to run two miles to at 6 a.m. before middle school? Uh, go with C. Attaway Brandon, you're a winner. Hold on. This was the jam in middle school. Please tell me you remember this song. Of course you remember this song. You do? Yeah. Matt said he'd never heard it. You never heard it? Ain't No Future in Your Frontin'? No, I don't remember hearing this song. It was huge. You may have been like six, though. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember it, Tommy? No. I remember that little... But that was in every song back then. Listen to this. Is this like the Dr. Dre signature back then? I don't know if Dre did anything on this one. No? Mm-mm. This was like maybe seventh grade. And I was so fat, that's when I decided I was going to lose the weight. So I'd get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, put in my uh, MC Breed tape, and run two miles. And that's when I started losing the weight, actually. Do you remember, like, you know, popping those cassettes and then having to kind of try to find the spot in them where your, your favorite song is? Then you rewind too far when you want to hear that same song again yeah. and have yeah. to hear the crap song before it. But remember how great it was when you actually stopped it and played it right at the right time? Remember when the technology came out that it stopped after every song? Like, if it heard a uh, gap, it would stop for you so you could uh, hit play? All right, let's move on to Questlove. Questlove, you ready? Yeah, for sure. All right, here we go. Here's the next song. It's Area Code by Ludacris. Is it A, the first song Hefe played as a DJ, B, Remind Dubs of Spring Break in Panama Beach because it was the only CD that he and his friend had, or C, the song Matt listened to on the school bus on his last day of high school? I'm going to go with uh, C. Damn it. That was me. Why? I quest love you're gonna get more uh, chances. Hang tight. Yeah, the, when we went to, uh, I think it was 2002, uh, Panama City. We went to uh, there for spring break, and uh, this is the only CD my friend had, and we just cranked this song over and over again. You and Luda all the way down, huh? Hotel. Eat some hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> All right, here we go, Questlove. Here's the next one. You ready? ATL. He's going to do. Yeah. Come Undone by Duran Duran. Was it A? They suck. Playing in the background of Hefe's first go- boy-girl swim party. B, playing on the radio when a guy hit on me at the beach. Or C, playing on the radio when a guy hit on chunks at the beach. There's a lot of gay suppressed energy in chunks. I'm going to go with C again. Oh, come on. Ass. Hefe, right? Yeah, that was me. Uh, Boy-girl swim party. <laughs> I, think it was a I only got a tingle from the boys. <laughs> it was a sophomore <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I told him to come undone. 
It was my first girl boy swim party. I remember maybe... Were you the boy swimming in the jean cutoffs? No. <laughs> Only one wearing a t-shirt with a show of your man boobs. Actually, <laughs> I always did too. Actually, though, this was my first time I went swimming without a t-shirt, too, at my first girl boy. I can't say how many push-ups and sit-ups I did for two weeks before then. It's good memories. It was, it was on, like, Kiss 106.1 in Dallas. It was nighttime, swimming outside. It was, dude. This is definite handy music, though. Yeah, it, 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 dude. Chicks dig this music. And, but it, what do you think about it? it? This is the perfect music to go broke back to. Turn it up. I don't think so. I think girls want to do it. You like this one, right, Tommy? No, I hate it. All right, you do like this one. Ever. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Orlando. How many more questions do we have? This song makes me think I'm tongue-touching another dude. Why? Just sticking it out and getting a little nibble of the ends. <laughs> How could that... It's about... It's even got a girl in it. I don't even know where that comes from. Get uh, making love to a man. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Kevin in Orlando. You ready, Kevin? Yes, I'm ready. All right, brother. Um, here's the next song. Candy Rain by Soul For Real. Is it A, remind me of the time I punched a guy and then pushed the guy's girlfriend at a club? Is it B, every time Dubs heard this song at Big Cheese Pizza, he would spit in the pizza because he hated it? Or C, does it remind Matt Albert of the time a girl hid from him in the bath, hid from him in the bathroom so she wouldn't have to dance with him? A, B, or C? Okay, it can't be B because I know he likes fudge too much. Hmm? Uh-huh. What? Uh, I will have to go with A. Sorry. Hold on, Kevin. You get another chance. That's definitely Matt Albert. Yeah. I, this one could have been for me, too. This is one of my jams. I love this song. Turn it up right here. The worst singing I've ever heard. Here's the reason why you two, I like it. Uh, doing a duet there was terrible. Here's why. Oh, yeah, because uh, that's why we're paid professional <laughs> singers. Um, here's what I love. This song actually reminds me of taking off from DFW Airport. On my trip, like to England and my tour of Europe, I remember. I don't think I've ever heard this song. This was my good luck take takeoff song. Like every time I played this song when we were taking off on an airplane, I like figured it was good luck. Yeah, because that's what guy guys paying attention to. Uh, what songs are your tape deck? You whatever. You're trying to do whatever you can to distract from being scared. This is a jam, Matt. You're right with this one. Yeah, uh, too bad he didn't get to dance to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's hear your story. So she left you in the bathroom? Yeah, she promised me the last dance, and, uh, like, the second to the last dance, she just disappeared, and I was Did looking you sob? over. No, I was just pissed, as usual. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kevin, you get another you chance. You up to the, the snack table? You got to sweep these two, though, Kevin. Started my steady decline. <laughs> Here you go, Tommy. Under the Milky Way tonight by the church. Is it A, remind me of the last night I spent in D.C. before leaving for Orlando? How many gay songs do we have here? Yeah, that's one point. This should be the guilty pleasure game. I know, game. I said that earlier. Or B, remind Hefe of a hot chick he met at a goth punk club. Or C, remind Matt of a bad joke he made about a candy bar commercial. What? Mm, goth punk club, I'm going to guess. I'll go with uh, B. Sorry, Kevin. That gay song belongs to Tommy Bates. It's because it was in uh, Donnie Darko. Yeah, whatever. And I watched that before I left. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, your gay Candy Rain song is much cooler. Yeah. Oh, wait. Candy Rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here. Cable Guy, you're last up. You got to get this one correct. Otherwise, no, we only got one left. We only got one. You ready, Cable Guy? Yeah, yeah. All right, here's the last song. There She Goes by Sixpence None the Richer. Was Whoa. it A, playing when Dubs met his girlfriend? B, remind chunks of the girl he worked with who turned him down because he was fat? Or yes. C, was it playing when Hefe met Dubs? What, what did you say? Why? What one? B. You're a winner, cable guy. Hang tight. I almost had this on my list. Yeah. What's this remind you of, you fruit? Uh, they they used to play this all the time on the Muzak at Ruby Tuesday, and there's a chick I liked, but uh, you know she's always really flirty to me. But since I was so fat, obviously I wasn't gonna get anywhere. And she started dating this one guy, and he knew that I liked her, so he'd always come in and rub it in my face and order stuff from me and, and send it back. <laughs> Did he at least clean it? <laughs> he'd like drop his food in the ground and tell the manager I dropped it. So I started to really despise this song every time I heard it. And I think that they also got mad. It's not the song that you despise, though? Yeah, it's the song. I hate it. Yeah, it's, I don't like it now. It's bad. So Hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. Wait, Chunks had one. He had oh. a question. Oh, go ahead then. What is that one? Okay, way to blow it, Chunks, there. <laughs> Never mind. It's a hideout Smooth road radio. 104.1. <laughs> Thanks for, t- for that, Chunks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> next. Get it together. Hey, coming up. <laughs> we're going to do, uh, you know, it's ratings time. It's sweeps time. That means it's time for those fantastic scare stories. Yes. That they have all over the... Uh, television news right now this next one on myspace is fantastic why your children should be afraid of the internet next on real radio 104.1 all right welcome back into the hideout real radio 104.1 and star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone how's on the how's the what's on the web tonight tommy at 10 you got some good stuff yeah, we got some um, sexual harassment workplace training videos with a little bit of a Ooh. twist. Oh, cool. All right. Hey, it's pro. Is that the... Uh, yeah, that's the it thing. It teaches you how to? All about it. Let's go to Sir Gary, the prophet, hideout news director. What's going on, Sir Gary? Good, pretty good. How are you doing tonight? We're fantastic. What about you, my friend? I'm doing real good. It's turned out to be a beautiful day today, beautiful weather. It mm-hmm. was gorgeous. Thank you, good Lord, for another beautiful day. What, uh, what, Thank you, Lord. What are the headlines, Lord? Let's see. The, the uh, headlines is uh, 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 about the, the look of that black lady that had all Oh, no. <laughs> it was a black lady? I thought it was... Okay. Yeah, it was a black lady missing who had Alzheimer's? Yes, sir. Uh, what's going to... Uh, when did she go missing? Uh, she, she's been missing now for about four or five weeks. It's still on the news. Ooh, four or five weeks? Uh-huh. Um, are they? Do they have any leads as to what happened? Uh, no, no, sir. They just knew that she flew out of her house and she's look, looking for her uh, daughter, but she couldn't find her daughter, so she kept going. Wow. Uh, yeah, understood. No, I, I hear you. Um, <laughs> so, Gary, um, yes, are a lot of people missing Jesus Christ in their life? And if they are, where should they go? Uh, if you need, need a 
touched the Lord, go to the whole public back to church, but I never see what a guard of the summer. I was in black this pastor, and they were going to say the patrol was the one of the folks. Now, Sir Gary, do you, would you say that uh, uh, America has Alzheimer's of the Jesus? We've just totally forgotten about him. Yes, sir. Jesus Christ coming back soon. We just better make our hearts right with God. Get yes. saved. Absolutely, Sir Gary. Thank you. Uh, have a good evening. All right, you too. I'm sure you had something insightful to add to that. What were you going to say, Matt? Big ups to JC tonight. Just big ups. He didn't have to say that to Sir Gary. And I doubt he uh, would have known what you meant. All right, props then. I don't think that would have helped. Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. Dubs, um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Where's my fag card? From the yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Yeah, isolate that. That's actually Isolate it. Damn it. You know what? Let's take a break now and come back and play that MySpace story in its entirety, okay. just so that we have enough time to get to it. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I think we're all caught up on breaks. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Hi, Dubs, I'm on it right now, myspace.com. Yeah? How you digging it? Is it still freezing up on you all the time? Yeah, I hate it. I'm ready for the new thing. We may have actually found it. We'll talk about that more in yeah. a second, though. Uh, the new hit. But I just love where it's rating sweeps time for the television stations. And so all the scare stories come out. And this is, uh, this is on, I guess, MSNBC... And this is the cream of the crop of the parents worry about your children, what are your children doing, etc., etc. stories. Tonight, a disturbing pastime has some teenagers in big trouble. They got caught after putting the videotape of their violent brawling on an Internet website that's been in the news before, MySpace.com. Christian Welker of NBC station WCAU in Philly has the story. Is this that fat blonde bitch? Yeah, I can tell by her. Stupid voice. It is. She sounded like she's eating sandpaper or something. Yeah, I, I first few times I saw her, I thought she just lost her voice doing something, but now I found out that's the real thing and never changes. Hater. And oh, I don't want to tell you. All right, well just just listen and see if you can pick up on what's wrong with this story and the way they're covering it. This is the disturbing video that was placed on the Internet. We've covered the faces of those involved because they're juveniles. It shows two kids viciously kicking and punching each other and a slew of other youngsters cheering them on. A second video shows two other kids doing the same. I'm actually just sick to my stomach right now thinking about that. The website where the video appears, myspace.com, the popular teen site where kids often place their pictures and personal information. Police say two of the youngsters are seventh graders at Lumberton Middle School. The two others are in the same age range at other area schools. They all appear to be willing participants. Today, parents at Lumberton expressed disbelief. You wouldn't think that it would happen someplace like this, but I wouldn't put anything past anybody. I believe from being in the software business, that parents should monitor that a little better. Lumberton police say the fighting took place about a week and a half ago at a location within Lumberton Township but outside of school grounds. Then the kids put the video onto MySpace. Apparently, a parent at Lumberton Middle School got wind of the incident. A parent told a school official who in turn went to police. Police were thankful for the information but now have this warning. Someone eventually is going to get hurt seriously if the parents don't take a bigger part in what their, what their children are doing on the Internet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did you catch it? Why? They're attacking MySpace and not the kids creating a fight club? Exactly. 
if you if you rewind rewind a little bit to that guy's uh, part, it's parents need to take closer attention, pay post closer attention to what their kids are doing online, online, as opposed to them setting up fight clubs in the seventh grade. Eventually, he's going to get hurt seriously if the parents don't take a bigger part in what their what their children are doing on the internet. Lumberton students say the web video has been the talk of the school, and many make it clear they would never copy this. I wouldn't want to hurt anybody else, and I don't want them hurting me. Certain kids are very sensitive. All right, now hold it. Now that's the actual story. Now they have the two experts. This is like blaming uh, paper. For people making flyers for a fight club. It's the same thing. You're just blaming a canvas for what someone writes on it. Exactly. Now listen to these experts, quote unquote, and where their, I guess, you know, where the, what their angle is on the whole thing. And joining me now is Lumberton Police Chief Mark Sano, and also with us is Vito Colucci. Chief Sano, um, what kind of charges could these kids face? We're looking at uh, disorderly persons charges for fighting. And how serious is that? What could they? What in terms of punishment? Uh, there could be upwards of uh, jail time, um, substantial fines, probation, things like that. Why do you think they actually posted it on the web, Chief? Why do you think they went to that degree? Uh, I think this is a, a sort of a shock uh, factor involved. They wanted to uh, get their faces on the internet uh, to maybe show off to friends and and other people that are on MySpace. And how did how did this come about? How did you find out about it? Well, it was a parent, right? A parent had located this on the internet and then it had contacted the school. Our school resource officer um, brought it to our attentions and uh, the detectives followed up on it from there. And she, could this have turned into something even bigger if you guys had not spotted this and been notified? Uh, that's our major concern is that... Uh... Alright, now notice what they just said. If you had not seen it on MySpace, it could have gone on to be a bigger so, and worse and badder thing. So it, it seems like MySpace helped it was a tool to help them catch these people instead of a tool to help them uh, get the fight club started. Because the fight club was started by students in the school, which were talking to each other every day. Now, well, that's one expert. Now listen to the other one. From there. And she, could this have turned into something even bigger if you guys had not spotted this and been notified? Uh, that's our major concern is that uh, things, the, the acts of violence may increase or uh, if this was left unchecked, uh, things could have been much worse or could develop into something uh, worse than it was. And Vito, you know, we've talked about MySpace.com. You and I were just talking about this a few days ago. Um, what's happening on these sites? Why are they so vulnerable, particularly youngsters? Well, it's becoming the most popular site, obviously, for kids. We already know it's the most popular site for predators. Now, the problem with all of this, like the, uh, like the giant detective Brian. said on your piece there before, <laughs> if the parents don't start monitoring this, this site is going to get worse and worse. It's becoming so popular across the country. Every kid wants to be on MySpace. It's just going to lead to more bad stuff. If they keep letting your children uh, have uh, computers in their bedrooms, it has to be in an area where the, where the parents can monitor it. You know, it can't be in the kid's bedroom. If the parents go out, they shouldn't even allow the kids a lot of times to go on the computer till they're home. They have to monitor this. This is going to get out of hand. I'm telling you, this MySpace. So again, the problem is MySpace. Not parenting. Not the fight club. Or the parenting. And again, without the MySpace, they never would have found out about the Fight Club, but the problem is MySpace. And you have to understand this about the news business. As a former news director and a guy who comes up with angles to talk about things, 
They're literally sitting there saying for MSNBC, how can we make this into a big deal? Oh, I know. Everybody's heard of MySpace.com. We'll turn it into a, wow, look what's going on on MySpace.com. Nothing's going on there. Well, the fights are going on in, in Philly. That's where the fights are going on. They just happen to be posted online. You could do the same thing for uselessdrunk.com or m90.org or any of those websites. Yeah, I was just going to say, what would have happened if they put this video up on eBay? You know, is eBay the well, cause of all these bad things? And here's the other problem. What's the first rule about Fight Club? Don't post about Fight Club. Yeah, don't talk, let alone post the videos of it yeah. on MySpace. What's the second rule? Don't post about Fight Club. 407-916-1041, It's star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. And if this is your first time here, you fight. Now, Dubs, did you ever do any sort of a fight club when you were growing up? No, we'd like do wrestling matches or anything, which would get pretty rough. We'd end up uh, with bloody noses and sometimes broken fingers. But, I mean, nothing where we were all and out punching each other in the mouth. The worst thing that ever was usually when you played football without pads. And that would turn into to like some It would always end up, uh, yeah, someone would end up throwing someone into a light pole or a, or a horse uh, car. collar. Yeah. Yeah, you'd always get the uh, the guy who grabs the guy by the uh, the the sternum or whatever and mm. tries to yank him down by a bone. But I just love how during this sweeps period, and I'm, I've, I've seen it online, like I guess maybe even since January, since MySpace really hit that tipping point and mm-hmm. everybody does it now and you can't get on anymore and it sucks ass. That was the first year. Yeah, yes, Tommy, was, Tommy was the first what, on board. two years ago almost? Something like that. At the very least. But now you just see... All the angles, all the stories, all the videos online about MySpace being evil. Uh, McQuaid in Orlando, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, dude? MySpace is not evil. I don't know why everybody's trying to blame MySpace. How old are you? I'm 15. Are you 15 years old? Do your parents know what you got on your page? No. Why not? They can find out easy Because enough, I though. don't want them to know. What do you got on your page? Ataris. Uh, no, actually. What don't you want them to know about? All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure your parents already know you're creepy. No! (laughs) That was Daron's little brother. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, isn't this his night to be in? I don't know anymore. I don't know! Because those, (laughs) those hours could be used and given to someone who's actually here. Uh, Juicy! <laughs> Scrumptious. <laughs> Ryan and Sanford here in the hideout. What's up, Ryan? I just think it's funny how they're blaming MySpace, but nobody said anything about Fight Club. Yeah, no one... You are supposed to speak of it. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the reporters got that right. They know not to talk about they, Fight Club. They've seen the movie. Pretty boy, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Four, that's your first seven. homework assignment. <laughs> Four zero seven nine one six one zero four. That's but, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we got like two more of these scare stories too. Two, both of them by local six, with the choking game, and uh, the dinner plate uh, could kill you. Your dinner plate could kill you. I've always thought that. Always making faces at me. It's the food that's on it. It's a Ronald McDonald. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Grimace, grimacing at me. Bill and Rock Ledge here in the hideout. What's up, Bill? Not too much, guys. I just I can't believe they're they're taking us out on MySpace. 
you got sites out there like ebombsworld.com that I go on every day just to see people doing, you know, ridiculous stuff. Yeah, there's ebombsworld. There's actually sites posted for that purpose, which would be more to blame. Rotten.com. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds it's, of stuff out there. Absolutely, Bill. Consumption Junction. Rotten.com. Yeah. You know, you go to this stuff all day. You know, you're bored at work. You're looking at this stuff. I don't go on MySpace to look at a bunch of kids fist fighting. Exactly. I go on MySpace for you know whatever reasons. Poon tang. Poon tang, my friend. <laughs> Why well, are for children? By the way, speaking of the internet, what's on the web is next in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. It is a 10 o'clock hour. It means it's time for what's on the web with Tommy Bateman. First, Noel, you're in the hideout. What's up, Noel? Hey, uh, I'm just calling in. I just want to say thank you, man. I didn't have a chance to call in and say thanks for the, uh, I won the $1,000 recliner. Been so busy with our Valentine's, I work in the jewelry industry, so. Oh, yeah, congratulations. say thank you. You had the, he, Matt Albert was not going to go during the Bow Bowl. You were the winner, you and your lovely uh, um, wife. We, uh, what's we your... stayed up to about 2 o'clock in the morning even talking about it. That is fantastic, Noel. Well, congratulations, my friend. And thank you very much to the wholesale no furniture Mr. market. I got one, one question for you. I just want to know what you got Tiffany for Valentine's. Uh, I have not gotten my girlfriend, uh, Tiffany, from the Monsters in the Morning. I did not get her anything for Valentine's Day. Banging? Yeah, not yet. I haven't even gotten that yet, but I'm hoping very soon, Noel. Thank you, brother. Idiot. I was an idiot. Oh, why are we in the mood? Can you I have to trolls? By the way, remember, too, that reminded me, the Soul Brother is going to be with us as we broadcast live Friday, Melbourne. We're bringing real radio to Melbourne. The hideout's going to be a Stunt Bowl 2 at the Metro um, on 192 in Melbourne. SBK is going to be there. Of course, Tuttle is the star of the second annual Stunt Bowl. Now it looks like uh, Drunky the Bear and Koki the Cat are going to be out there. All going to be out there. Melbourne, I hope you're ready. for. we got hotel rooms lined up. Eat some hors d'oeuvres. It's going to be badass. All right, Tommy Baymos on the web. Uh, just a couple of short things, and no matter ever talking this week, we uh, have to stop that after last week's debacle. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I like the skits you guys had going, except Matt can't read. He uh, c- couldn't. Uh, Shut up. Did you pre-read it? Uh, yeah, I did. Many times. <laughs> Still didn't work. So very, 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 very sad. Well, what is the best thing about the web besides seeing naked chicks? I kind of like watching naked chicks do stupid things and embarrass themselves. Okay. This really is a lot more visual, but it's still worth playing because it's basically an old pool, and there's just, like, rainwater. Like, it's all green, grimy, and disgusting. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, a few feet deep. And this girl's walking around in high heels complaining to her boyfriend about how dirty and disgusting it is. But again, she's wearing high heels. Look at that drain. Disgusting. Huh. I'm down right now it's nasty. I'm looking for Get me out. Get me out. Hurry up. And she just starts to go towards the steps and just slides face first into the water. And she's like fully clothed and in this disgusting, grimy. Now, how is this caught on tape? Uh, the guy was like filming her. He I was think just... it's a porn. Oh, it might have been. Because she is wearing high heels, and she does look like she's kind of hot. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny. The link is up on on the hideout page. And is Skip talking to his dad? Yeah, you are. Were you talking to your dad back there? It was Thad. Oh, I thought I heard him say, thanks, Dad. 
Um, I thought my dad was calling in again. Great. Uh, speaking of bad parenting, you know, you know how people send you those emails where it's like, hey, watch this car clip, and then like that face comes up and screams at you. Yeah. Yeah. That I scared the hell out of me that one time. Right. <laughs> I couple, hate those. A couple times I watched it, even though I knew it was coming, I still jumped at it. Yeah, because you, it, mine that I watched you, you were supposed to like look closely for yeah. certain things. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, or, or the sounds real low and they make you turn up all the volume. <laughs> yeah, the that's so the worst one. Absolutely. Uh, well, here's a kid. Just... Matt found this. How old do you think the kid in this clip is? Seven or eight. I don't even know if he's quite that old. But this this dad is filming. Stepdad, get that right. <laughs> Whatever. Stepdad. Stepdad is filming, and the kid's looking at the screen, and the kid's asking him questions, and the dad's just like, just just keep watching, just just keep watching the screen. Why can't I touch this? He's holding his dad's leg right now. That's, that's the meanest thing I've ever heard. That's <laughs> so funny. I, almost that silent cry you get. Oh, yeah, this kid isn't going to grow up and have issues. Is this on the hideout page on realradio.fm? Yeah. I think right, it's there he is. He's watching it. Then all of a sudden... Yeah, I edited it down for time, but it's just... I'll just replay it. Why can't I touch this? That sounds like weird. <laughs> sounds like a porn in the beginning of it. What's this video of? I don't know, but the kid starts punching the screen when the face pops up. I gotta see this thing. Oh! <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. He starts, he starts punching the screen and he runs away. Oh, and he's crying. Oh, that is hilarious. It's so evil. Dude, this is this is from last Wednesday. This yeah. is February 8, 2006. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, that link is on the hideout page on realradio.fm. Oh. I, I actually almost feel bad for that kid. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when he starts crying like that, because I, I remember being messed with as a kid. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to get it back. I want to. I, this is too funny. So he's sitting here, and I guess he's watching the screen. Whatever. <laughs> it's so fantastic. <laughs> he starts screaming and punching the... Oh, that poor kid is going to be... He's just crying, trying to hold on to his stepdad, and the stepdad is, like, pushing him away. He's got the camera. All right, well, that's one of the what's on the web on the hideout page on realradio.fm. <laughs> no that daddy one's... issues with that kid. That's oh, definitely worth watching. That one's fantastic, Tommy. Now, this one is... A couple of months ago, we played some, like, sensitivity training in the workplace videos and, like, n- not to sexually harass people. Uh, some people, I don't know, I guess they sort of uh, did this sexual harassment training on their own. You hear about sexual harassment on TV, and it makes the headlines in newspapers... As an employee, what do you need to know about it? First, sexual harassment is against the law. And it's against your company's policy. So what is sexual harassment? Linda, you are doing a fine job here. Oh, well, thank you, Steve. But you know, you might try dressing a little sexier at work. I'm sorry? I mean, we're talking about your job here. 
In some instances, the harassment may be verbal. Word around the offices, you've got a fat <laughs> Yes, I do. I've got a fat too. Maybe we should rub our fat together. Maybe a little oil. Two fat together. Oil. Sexual harassment is not always about sex. It may be the result of a power struggle between a manager and a subordinate. Man, I could go for a power right now. <laughs> Change is slow, and what was acceptable in common behavior years ago can now be sexual harassment. Smells like vagina in here. Excuse me? Smells like fresh vagina in here. <laughs> All right, that was a little too much. Vagina? That was a little bit of... If they just said it once, but the repeating it is what... They kept repeating I think fresh is a fine word. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It's an adjective. and that Smells good. And that's apparently what the issue is. Well, the is. people on the web, listen, got to hear it. All right, those are fantastic. That little kid one is so funny. I can't stop that one. I like, I'm just watching it over and over and over again. Why can't I touch this? <laughs> You're too young. Victory is hard. I mean it, Jed. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped. I, heard, I jumped hearing the sound. <laughs> and the guy's just giggling. Yeah. Like a maniac. Like we are. It's like, he's not my kid. <laughs> I'm just going to screw him up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, let's go to Bees in Merritt Island. What's going on, Bees? Hey, what's up, man? Have you guys ever seen that video where they're uh, shooting, like, the, uh, they're in a basketball game, right? And they're shooting that full-court shot, and there's a little kid running at the other side, and it nails yeah. him. In yeah, it just takes him out. I haven't seen that one yet. Where's that one uh, on, Bees? I don't know. I've seen it a couple years ago. I, I can't think find I it. it. I, I, I can send that to you. I think, hey, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah. I saw one where this guy kicked a soccer ball and like went over the goal, <laughs> and it hit this old grandmother in the head as she's walking, and she just like hits the hits the floor like a ton of bricks. Like a bowling pin, she just falls straight on her face. It's beautiful. Hey, someone sent me something for what's on the web. Just a quick email, and um, apparently, Dubs, it's a song that should be near and dear to our hearts. It is Mr. T and uh, one of his songs. I remember this video. This video is from the uh, mid or early 80s. And it's like a uh, motivational, like full-length video uh, for children telling them to be somebody. Actually, the name of the movie is "Be Somebody." somebody. All written by Bobby Brown. Musically. How do you know that? <laughs> We should just play this out at the live broadcast. Like, this should be the bumper music the entire night this on Friday. This is the entrance music. We should come running after this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 
everybody lines up and we're just uh, you know kind of going down through the gauntlet, slapping everybody's hands like the Brady Bunch or something. Run through like the Ultimate Warrior before the show starts or once the show started. I like the lights go down. This comes on. We're wearing our warm-ups. Running down the aisle like we're Tony Robbins. (laughs) And we come out. Sounds like an infomercial. It basically is. It's telling yourself. EJ, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What's up, EJ? Hey, that, that stuff you've been uh, playing. Uh huh. Is on uh, VH1. That that show with Beatrice O'Neill. Yeah, because they. So, but yeah, but Patrice. And yeah, what is whatever. it? <laughs> it's on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thank you, EJ. Um, yeah, they have what is it called? Web Junk 2020 or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, Web Junk yeah. 20. I haven't actually seen it. I've heard about it though. Because they do the same thing where they scour the Hey, internet. did you hear that Patrice had somebody like pretending to be him on MySpace? Yeah, yeah. and uh, he finally got know, a hold of that account. Do you know who that we know the person who was impersonating him? Really? Uh, uh, here's the thing. Yeah. I got Patrice to that. add me, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But I even told you. I was yeah. like, hey, Patrice added me. Yeah, that was uh, a fan from the uh, old DC show. Who? Should I say his name yeah. on there? Yeah. Tyler Durden. Ah, jeez. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> He's on hideoutheretics.net. He don't lie. Don't rhyme either. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? You guys, uh, you guys listen to Three Six Mafia at all? No. <laughs> Hey, you. You with your teeth. Come here. Come over here. Leave Blink out. That's better. Now I can see you. You know me? Of course you do. That's because I'm, I'm famous. famous. But even before I was famous, I was still somebody. And I got Shut respect. <laughs> so you don't have to be famous to get respect. You just have to be somebody. And that means being confident in who you are. Being willing to take chances and risks falling on your face. Because that's the only way you're going to learn. And that's what I'm here for. We help you be somebody because if you're not somebody, then you're gonna be somebody's fool. That's deep. <laughs> hey, I'm getting this email. I had to do it, but I just thought it was because of the computer. But uh, Spectrum said uh, the sexual harassment video is prompting a username and password. All right, uh, okay. It does that sometimes when I copy it from my email. I'll fix it right now. All right, Tommy's gonna work on that for you. That's on the. Uh, thank you for going and checking it out. What's on the web on the hideout page on RealRadio.fm. It's a hideout, real radio. Good job, guys. There it is. The infighting. I just got this thesis from Lester Big Hands. Yes. What did you have to say? It's too much. I can't even. I couldn't even read it all during the commercial break. It's so long. Mm. I'll have to get uh get around that. It's a hideout, real radio, one hundred four point one. All right. Last night, Jimmy Jam came in to defend himself. And really was very political. He took the high road. As the president, he played politics and took the high road, didn't badmouth anybody, was over-the-top nice, even on some specific facts of, you know, 
some people we know for a fact he hates, he didn't call out. Yeah. Jimmy Jam is now back in the hideout. Now, what's going on, Jimmy Jam? Hey, what's going on, guys? I mean, you know, I come on there and I try to be the president and everything, but it's just not working. And I mean, everybody is just bitching it too much. I got too many heretics bitching it. So the attack of the 13th reveals to me the outline of a new heretic world order. One with less bitching and more girls. We got too many heretics bitching it, and they cry and cry, and then they start ripping on our girls there. And now I got a hard time bringing ladies up there now because everybody's bitching it. So I say stay home and stop taking up chairs. Then I can bring some more hot girls up there. Pre-tested by Jimmy Jam, of course, though. All right, now, Jimmy Jam, let me ask you. Pre-tested. Who would you like to, who, if you could, let's say Jimmy Jam is the bouncer. Who, well, are you, who are you not allowing into the hideout for the open doors? Well, we're, we're, we're going to have it more of a whole entire heretics thing. It's going to be more of everybody that commits treason on the president will be blacklisted from the hideout. And that's the way it's going to go. And it's going to be voted on by, by the heretics that are there. Okay, so would you consider what Big Hands and Misfit Matt did as treason? I, I would definitely say that is definitely along the lines of treason. I mean, I, I, I'm the president and all. I mean, I, I'm pretty much sure that's treason. <laughs> okay. Now, so are we not... And you are. Uh, are we not supposed to allow Big Hands and Misfit Matt in next time, or does it have to go to, com- to a complete vote? It's got to come to a complete vote between all the heretics, but I, I'm seeing that as treason. I mean, I didn't say it, but... Hey, I'm just the president. Yes, you did. You just said it. <laughs> so so they are not allowed then Friday night in Melbourne. As far as you're concerned. If, if they get voted out, we have a vote before them, then yeah, they can't come nowhere's with the hot out. Nowhere's with the Harris. All right, now Jim, Jimmy Jam um, is the leader of... Uh, the Heretics, president. He also runs hereticshideout.com. Now, what? Try to, what, try what, to be nice and let everyone in, but man, everyone's just getting on my case about everything and complaining and whining about everything. And it's supposed to be somebody. You guys got to step up and be somebody, not complain and whine to Jimmy Jam all the time. And Jimmy Jam this and Jimmy Jam stealing my girls. And no, it's not how it's going. No. Jimmy Jam, don't do that. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy Jam. Anderson. Jimmy Jam. Anything you said last night that you'd like to take back and replace it with anything else? Uh, I could take back, uh, Misfit. I don't know what all that bitching was about. I don't, I don't know. He's just complaining because he's not a superstar, and he wants to be a superstar. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, we all got our different spots and stuff. I mean, you see Lester, he's just doing anything to get attention. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. I, I, Everybody's got their spots. I so, mean, some people just, just sit down and shut up. Now, <laughs> Misfit Matt was calling people out on wanting to be attention whores. But you think the real attention whores are Misfit Matt and Yeah, the people trying to get the attention. I mean, most of the people up there aren't trying to get no attention. The attention just comes to them. I mean, this, that, that's what happens, man. Some people are just, just like that. They're attracted. Dubs, what do you think? I think we'll leave it up to uh, the heretics to vote. Yeah. How about I mean, this? How about this? And this is something I would like to do. Mainly because it takes away another 15 minutes from Tuttle Friday night. How about a good old-fashioned round of snaps between Matt, uh, between Jimmy Jam and Big Hands? <laughs> the two of you get two minutes each. Where do they go back and forth? Uh, either way, however they feel comfortable. I, I think I think back and forth battling. All right, and you, they can even be pre-written if you want. I don't mind that. Not everybody is a comic genius off the top of their head. How about the two of you? Big Hands, Bitch, and Jimmy Jam. I'm, I'm for it. You guys come down 
you write the snaps on each other, and then whoever the crowd decides does the best is the new leader of the heretics. Kind of an eight-mile thing. <laughs> uh, if if uh, you want to take the heretics as far as they can go, you better start hopping on the bandwagon now. But if you want to bake cakes and eat Cinnabons while drinking in the parking lot with a bunch of dudes, then maybe you better go to another hideout. All right, there it is. It seems like the first smack has been laid down. Jimmy Jam, do you agree okay. to these terms? Long live the heretics, I agree. All right, there it is. This is fantastic. Snaps. This is fantastic. <laughs> Snaps Friday night. Battles. Jimmy Jam. Thank you, my friend. Somebody's fool last year. Homo say what? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> you didn't have to fall for that one. <laughs> wow. So now it snaps between Big Hands and uh, Jimmy Jam. I'm looking forward to this. Do we do it while, when early in the night when Jimmy Jam's not drunk or late in the night when Jimmy Jam is drunk? Because Big Hands doesn't drink. Yeah, so. big. I don't know. Maybe Jimmy Jam's better when he's drunk. I think, well, Jimmy Jim's funny. Big Hands is going to be angry. He's funny, too. And afterwards, every time, you know what it's going to be. Big Hands, bitch. Oh, this is going to be great. Big Hands, bitch. Eight Mile style. I, Make I sure we have Lose Yourself in the background the whole time during it. I actually, here's the thing. I have the music bed, like the instrumental. That can play perfectly underneath Nice. Remember when we went out that one, Rabbit. one time on Friday night after this show, and he just listed every random person... At the place we were at, and then said something negative about them, and it was actually pretty damn funny. Big hands? Yeah. Are it's you the free world? Are you on big hands side? Uh, I'm not really on anyone's side to tell you the truth. I'm no. sexually attracted to chunks. I, mm. <laughs> I don't like seeing a fight. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Lester. All right, hold Sorry, on. That just popped out. Here's big hands. Big hands. What's up, baby? Uh, I heard the gauntlet has been slowing down. You know what I'm saying? I am never one to shy away from a challenge, but Friday I can't make it. Oh no! I have a, I have a, uh, an appointment with uh, with my neurosurgeon. Oh man! Mm. So big hands is backing out. <laughs> oh no! I would never back out, but I think my neurosurgeon is. A We're gonna little call you backhands. Yeah, backhands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this, big hands? We can't do it this Friday. How about next Friday? Will you be able to make the open door next Friday? Oh, my God, yes, next Friday. You know what? I don't know why Jimmy is so upset. If he knocks on his mother's door, I'll come out and talk to him. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. It's good. All right, you guys have 10 days. Damn, you had 10 days to work on material. That's going to be the next open door a week from this Friday. By the way, the open door brought to you by Taco Bell. I even like that even better. Yeah. And this way, there's not so much tension this Friday night. This Friday night? It's all about fun. It's all about Tuttle and the second annual Stunt Bowl, Stunt Bowl 2. But after that, it's on. All right, Big Hands. All right, baby. Big Hands, bitch. Big Hands, bitch. <laughs> Let's take your on-screen phone calls. Whatever you want to talk about is next in the hideout. 407-916-1041, Hey, hideout, next. On Real Radio 104.1. Let me ask you about uh, Cheney. Uh, what do you think? I really want I, to get into you on this because I find it fascinating. I want to know, and you think about this all the time. Dick Cheney is unlike any VP we've ever heard of. He picked himself in that selection process. He seems like right. he doesn't have to report. He didn't make a phone call. Did you know that he hasn't talked to the president until Sunday, Monday? And the incident happened on Saturday. Yes, you'd think it was a hurricane. Um... <laughs> 
look, you don't, you don't, Chris, you don't have to sell me on Dick Cheney being a bad guy. And to, just to go back to what you mentioned before about the connection between Iraq and 9-11, to me that was always a much bigger lie than the one that most people focused on, which is weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of mass destruction, we know they cherry-picked the intelligence, yada, yada, yada. But we also know that the Clintons and a lot of other Democrats, a lot of people on the other side of the aisle, always thought that maybe Saddam had weapons. To me, that was not the most egregious lie. But a connection between Iraq and the people who did that to us, that was the bigger lie, and that's the one that Cheney kept pushing. I don't have the quotes before me, but I remember they were very carefully crafted. So the beginning of the sentence started out talking about 9-11 and the terrorists, and the end of the sentence was always, and if we could strike them at the very geographical base where they come from. Right, so he conflated the two constantly, right. and the truth is that if Saddam Hussein, as bad as he is, was in power right now, he would be a bulwark against terrorism, just the way we put rotten dictators in the communist era on the throne so that they would be bulwarks against communism. Saddam would never have allowed a rival power base like Zarqawi in his country. All right, time for your phone calls, whatever you want. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. It is the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Bubba in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Bubba? What's up, everybody? What you got, dude? Not much, man. Um, I've been hearing, like, little tie-ins of what's going on, and I probably just lost you. No, you're here. You're there. Oh, cool. Um, just uh, your problems... Sounds like a whole lot of guys with little man complex, and the couple guys that just want to step up and say something are stepping up. Little guys are taking offense to it. It's going to happen every time. Yeah, it, it, got, it does it seem just, like a power struggle of sorts between the heretics. Yeah, it's not even a power struggle. You got a couple guys that want to be associated as friends, you got a couple guys that want to get their wannabe rock star on and do whatever they want to do. That's you know, actually. I, that's I got a, associated with you guys about two, three weeks ago, sat in the studio, thought it was the coolest thing ever. I tell everybody about y'all. What the hell if I'm going to tell everybody? Yo, I was on the radio station. I'm just fucking... Ooh, sorry. Ooh, that's all right. I hear wow. you. We got it. <laughs> we I'm, got just, it. I'm like this new guy on radio, whatever. Y'all are friends of mine. I listen to y'all. I, you know, I do whatever. I'm not walking around going to the, all the stops and saying whatever you got to say. Right. No, no, I understand what you're saying. It's a matter of how involved do you want to get. I mean, we love the involvement. Don't, don't get me wrong. We, Bubba, we appreciate you spreading the word good, man. That's very cool. Thank you for the phone call. Um... So it just it's a, it's a it's a it's a power people, struggle. People get involved in different ways, and sometimes people take offense to how other people get involved in everything. So it it, it tends to uh, get on people's nerves sometimes, and then the people who uh, are getting offended don't know why someone's you know poking at them. Now, Jimmy Jam just I am done real radio hideout. I know it. Big hands. That bitch is scared. Jimmy Jam wins by default. Now we're gonna do it next Friday, Jimmy Jam. So it's gonna, have... it's gonna, and that's probably even better for it to be in the open door. It's a good draw for that first open door back because we've had these couple of weeks off because of live broadcasts. And the true heretics who are always here, kind of based in Orlando, can be the ones to vote. You'll probably see flyers being handed out. Plus, we got the food from Taco Bell. Taco Bell sponsors the open door policy now. 
Now, I'm looking forward to this Friday in uh, Melbourne, but next Friday is going to be fantastic. All right, Zeppelin, heretic in the hideout. What's up, Zeppelin? Nothing much, guys. This is Hideout High School, homeroom teacher El Jefe, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. That's It's so Hideout High School, you're right. Well, it's, I just I just got a real quick statement to make about this whole thing. Is I mean, it's, it's coming together as the heretics for Open Door. It's about fun. Forget all this politics crap. I'm... You know, you know me. I'm not out to push an agenda. I'm in no way Republican. close to being an activist. But it's the way I look at it is why, why, why are we fighting like little kids? It's, it's absolutely retarded. People have been given. They, you guys put your butts on the line every time you have us up there. That's true. And we've been given an opportunity to have a voice. There's a lot more important things going on out in our nation and in our government and even in our city. Than the hideout? That's not true. There's nothing more important than the hideout, Zeppelin. That's where you're wrong. And by the way, Zeppelin, speaking of fighting, Giant Brian was in here earlier, and apparently you two got in a fight at the Premier Dell Factory Outlet. Yeah, I was trying to hit him with the dildo. I deserved my ass whooping. <laughs> all right, fair enough. That's all I wanted to know. Love you, Zeppelin. See you, brother. Um, that's why I like straight shooter right there. Uh, yeah, I tried to hit him with a dildo and he beat my ass. <laughs> I deserved it. Everybody else wanted to, but Giant Brian actually took the initiative. My bad. Uh, it's again, hey, hideout, you're on screen phone calls, whatever you want to talk about going on. Ladies first, Amanda and Sebring. What's going on, Amanda? Not much. What's going on? Where you been hiding? Is this the same Amanda that came out that did carols with us? No. No, never mind then. <laughs> what you got, sweetie? Not a one tell everyone what's up. All right, there you go. Great. What's up? Either. Uh, let's go to, now, he, apparently he's, uh, livid with, with Gibbs. Captain Spaulding's in the hideout. Hey. You mad at I Gibbs? Got, I got three things to say. Okay. Quickly, we have a lot of phone First calls. First thing is, do you know what I learned in the bushes? What? There ain't no good chain gang. <laughs> True. Second thing is, in calculus, do you know what comes after the chain roll? Hmm. The slide roll. <laughs> the third uh. thing is, do you know where Old Cheney Highway Highway is? Where? where? Old Cheney Highway. <laughs> Let me ask you. Something. You know what I liked about that, Captain Spaulding? What? All of them had to do with chains. Yeah, rapid Chain. fire, baby. Cheney. Cheney. Listen. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in God? I don't. Sure. I don't believe in the Jo Christian, Judeo Christian God, yeah. but I believe in the uh, in a Maker. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Listen, I like Are you Bin Laden? Am I Bin Laden? Yeah. No, I'm not Bin Laden. Oh. Well, then we can be friends. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad about that. Au revoir, mate. All right. We'll talk <laughs> to you. He has been on hold for three hours and 45 minutes. Really? Yes. Wow. That's dedication. <laughs> Ladies first in the hideout. Nicole in Port Charlotte. What you got, Nicole? Hey, I just want to tell everybody what's up. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we got a slumber party going on. <laughs> John and Oviedo, you're next up in the hideout. That's what happens when you don't screen the phone calls. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. What a night. Yeah. What you got, John? Hey, I got a good one for you. I'm down here from uh, Norfolk. I've been listening to you guys for a while. You guys are kicking ass. Fantastic. Thank you. Hey, I got one for you. Mm-hmm. Now, don't take us a typical, but y'all like NASCAR? Yeah, I'm getting into it. So Wait, Hold on. Y'all love beer, though. Yes. Yes. Got the perfect thing. We've been doing this since high school, and I'm 34, and I'm still religious to it. Okay. Pick a driver. Take a sip or a drink, whatever, each lap. When he goes into the pit, 
down a beer while he's in there. By the end of the race, you don't give a crap who won. That's actually a fun way to probably uh, handle some NASCAR. And die. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you can't do it for the 500, could you? Oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it'll take you four hours. about 20 beers. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, but, hey, as long as you keep peeing, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you don't hold it. All right, thank you, John. That's what I tell my girlfriend. Four seven nine one six one four one. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. You must have recognized, though, with all your experience in Washington, that, that this was going to be a big story. Well, true. It was unprecedented. I, you know, I've, dealt, I've been in, in the business for a long time and never seen a situation quite like this. We've had experiences where, you know, the president's been shot. We've never had a situation where the vice president shot somebody. Not since Aaron Burr. Not since Aaron. Different circumstances. Different circumstances. Well, did it occur to you that sooner was, I mean, the one thing that we all kind of learned over the last several decades is that something like this happens as a rule, sooner is better. Well, if it's accurate, if it's accurate, and then this is a complicated story. But there were some things you knew. I mean, you knew the man had been shot, you knew he was injured, you knew he was in the hospital, and you knew you'd shot him. Correct. Uh, and you knew certainly by sometime that evening that, that the relevant number had been called. I realize you didn't know the outcome. You could argue that you don't know the outcome today, really, finally. Well, we, as we saw, if, if we'd put out a report um, Saturday night on what we'd heard then, uh, one report came in and said superficial injuries. Uh, if we'd gone with a statement at that point, we'd have been wrong. Um, and it was also important, I thought, to get the story out as accurately as possible. All right, that's the big. Uh, that was the big news. Heard it first in the hideout for tomorrow. Everybody will be talking about Cheney. Don't forget the hideout had the actual audio and everything for you. Uh, just 30 minutes after it happened, thanks to J Dubs. Oh, but it was late for work. You could have worked on that. Uh, it's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Dedication. I'm made of it. All right, we'll do heard it, heard it first in the hideout, and then we'll get to these last phone calls, wrapping up the uh, the show here, Dubs. Uh, Cheney says he has the okay to declassify info. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's the angle everyone is going to be running tom- running with tomorrow. Yeah, they they grabbed onto that more than the uh, whole shotgun thing. More interest rate hikes coming, according to the new uh, chairman of the Fed, Fed Reserve. Interest rates are going to be going up. To um, could rise for the fifteenth consecutive time. Apparently, that's what they're saying. Um, oh, higher interest rates to uh, curb inflation. That's the big news on that. Bush plans huge propaganda campaign in Iran. Congress asked for $75 million to fund pro- the program. The Bush administration made an emergency request uh, to Congress yesterday for a seven-fold increase in funding to mount the biggest ever propaganda campaign against the Tehran government and a further sign of the worsening crisis between Iran and the West. What are they going to do? Oh, um, would be used to broadcast U.S. and radio, uh, US radio and television programs to Iran and help pay for Iranians to study in America and support pro-democracy groups inside the country. So does that mean that the hideout will be heard in Iran? I hope so. I, I think we could stop a war from happening. It's the best. Send us what, over. It's the best of what America has to offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Saddam reportedly warned the U.S. of terrorism. 
Apparently, in the mid-90s, he warned that the United States could be hit by terrorist attacks, according to ABC News, citing 12 hours of tapes the network obtained of the former Iraqi dictator's talks with his cabinet. Terrorism is coming, I told the Americans. Saddam is heard saying, adding, he told the British as well. So that's Heard It First in the Hideout, some of the big stories you're going to hear. Tomorrow you're probably going to hear a lot about politics. We did it all tonight. So, um... You really heard it first in the hideout all night long. Always. Yeah. We're smart. Nightmare Dave, you're in the hideout. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Just a couple things real quick. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to uh, welcome Captain Spaulding to the uh, On Hold for Hours (laughs) club. (laughs) Club, congratulations. (laughs) And and real quick at the South Park, uh, Eric Cartman always said that independent films were about gay cowboys eating pudding, you know, Brokeback Mountain. Right. And then it's kind of funny that Willie Nelson had wrote a song a long time ago about gay cowboys, but he's not putting it out till now on kind of the coattails of the oh, Brokeback smart. Mountain. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it really before, is... Beforehand, it wouldn't have caught on, yeah. and everybody would have ripped him. Yeah, totally. And then the whole thing with the, the heretics fighting, Ouch. I wish just everybody, would, everybody should just get along because it's about the hideout, not the heretics, and we should be, we should grovel. And appreciation to you guys that you've allowed us to be part of the show. And we don't need groveling. Show. We just need food well, and naked Yeah, chicks. maybe not grovel, yes. but you know, it, it's it's a privilege, not a right. You guys are giving us the privilege to do this stuff, and it should be all about you guys, not about us. I appreciate it, Nightmare Dave. Mainly food. Um, on that note, Anti Matt, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Anti Matt? Why are you taking off your headphones, Matt? I can't hear you. What's up, guys? How y'all Yo. doing? What's up, buddy? I just want to tell you, I just got off the phone with Satan, and mm-hmm. hell now has unfunny fat guys who can't read insurance, so anytime he wants to jump, is all great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anti-Matt. That was good. Hey, you heard it. I love the Anti-Matt. King, King of the retards. Oh, that's what I am. Senor Hamburglar, you're in the hideout. Yeah, um, I don't really care who's the president of the heretics, because either way, I'm still heretic number P15054. Either way, my MySpace URL is still MySpace.com slash Papa123. Neither way, I still rape dogs. All right, nice. thank you, Senior <laughs> Hamburglar. Good job. <laughs> you condone dog rape? That's kind of weird. Well, he had a good thing going. Uh, Mike uh, in Avant Park, you're in the hot I'm an apprentice. Wrapping it up. Wow, uh, two things real quick. That guy, uh, yeah, he was stoned, drunk, or both. Right. Uh, next. Um, I'd like to apologize on behalf of my county for that chick, Amanda, Ashley, whatever, who just called Sebring. Well, called like five people ago. Mm-hmm. Right. That's generally the uh, population we got down here. So uh, sorry about that. I apologize. Thank you, Mike. Apology accepted. Hey. Brian here in the hideout on the radio. What's up, Brian? Chilling, man. Hey, first off, man, it's a first-time caller. I've been listening to y'all since you first started, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you helping me get through the day. Thank, Thank you, bro. Uh, no problem, man. I was actually, this question is actually aimed at Hefe. I played ball in high school, and I'm trying to start getting to play again. I was wondering, uh, is it possible for me to try out for your team if I could? Yeah, what, Where would I go? what do you play? I play pretty much anywhere you guys need me, but uh, in high school I caught and played outfield. All right, tell you what, shoot me an email, Hefe at WTKS.com, E-L-J-E-F-E at WTKS.com. I'll get back at you. All right, cool, man, thanks. All right, Brian, we'll, right, we'll talk to you. Send a picture of you in nothing but cleats. <laughs> That your will, hands. That will help. <laughs> Naked wearing cleats on your hands. I, playing clip clop the horse. I, here's the thing. This Friday, we are broadcasting live from the Metro in Melbourne. It's your opportunity uh, to watch Stunt Bowl 2 featuring Tuttle. 17 stunts in just about two hours at the Metro in 192. I believe it's exit 80. 
off of 95 in Melbourne. All of the information is on hideoutheretics.net. Hideoutheretics.net. Sign up while you're there. Sign up while you're there. Uh, chat with all of the other heretics. You got um, the info. You got Google Maps. You also have the hotel info where we're going to be staying as well. Plus prices and all that kind of fun stuff. So that is going on um, uh, Friday. Make sure, just check it out online, hideoutheretics.net. Thank you to everybody. Good show tonight, guys, especially on a Wednesday night on the hump day. Oh, the other thing, too, we are looking for ring girls. Yes. If you're in Melbourne, if you're a hot chick, we need one ring girl. So if you want to do it, you win an iPod shuffle, uh, be there early at 630 at the Metro in Melbourne as we broadcast live Stunt Bowl 2. Wake up with the Monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke middays. Phillips fall in the afternoon. Hideout back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain. Listening to the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America and the best night time entertainment in Orlando. Be somebody and always talk good. Question authority and stay classy, Central Florida. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're I'm a transaction. I'm a transaction. Five thousand.